We're seeing some shit we ain't never seen before, kid. Friday night and we're in fucking Queens. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Live in the garage. I can't do it. I can't do a radio show. Will you please play the old sports song? My goal in life is to like break out of prison and open for Van Halen. There's a fridge full of this Welch's grape soda if anybody wants some. When I'm not picking on my gut, I'm listening to Life in the Garage. Midwest, fucking Europe, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck out. This is my show. I said, oh. R-I-A-M, that's my name from the other end. Hey everybody, this is Conan Neutron. No, you just suck on it. Fuck the audience. Like, what's your favorite radio station? Live from the garage. Look at the cycle logs into this shit. <laughs> Don't drink Seagram's Escapes. One pound feet. It's gonna ever keep me down. Live from the garage. I saw the Grateful Dead twice. You are listening to Live from the Barrage. For some reason this reminds me of when Slim Goodbody came to my school. You are full of shit. Let me do my show for Christ's sake. I Makes sense to me. <laughs> What's wrong with you, people? John Hulan, fuck you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck the FCC. Fuck them. <laughs> you got a <laughs> mic? Oh, Grandpa, no. <laughs> no, Grandpa, no. You got a mic there, uh, Musico? I do. Get him, right. get him, Davey. Get him. Hey, how you doing, everybody? How, hi, 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 hi. Check one. Hi, hi. Shoot into that microphone again. I cut your That's what off. I'm going to do the Thank entire oh, while, while Mario. And our uh, guest debate. <laughs> Mario's calling me. He's got all sorts of notes. It should be good. Welcome back to Live from the Barrage here on Radio Nope. Thank you, Tree Void, <laughs> uh, with his fantastic show, Preemptive Strike, which you could hear at 7 p.m. Eastern Time before our show every Friday night. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's quite good. It started off with a big mess of violins that was giving me a headache and turned into a great song. <laughs> <laughs> was that yeah, a wrecking my head over here? He also played Jet by Wings, and I was like, wow. It put me in a good mood. I started like dancing around a little bit, believe it or not. And yeah, I caught. I walked in and caught John dancing. I'm trying to figure out what the hell that song's about. Does anyone know what the fuck that song "Jet" is about? It like makes no sense. It's about the uh, the Urban Magazine. No, it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> urban. <laughs> so stupid. Urban Magazine yeah, Jet. Urban. Yeah, Richard uh, Philip Michael Thomas is on the cover this week again. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for uh, listening to Live from the Barrage. Welcome, everybody, on the chat box. Call in 718, what is it? 577-2716. Thank you. And uh, we're going we're to have a, an ele- election special, election special. special. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> we're pretty modulated. I keep messing messing with that thing. It's not the right thing. I just should get like an echo pedal and plug it into the board or something. I, I, I like that it's all fucked up. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> gonna debate. I think there's the, there's the knob to the all the way to your right that changes the uh, the uh, actual effect I just itself. To see why it was done. Ele- ele- election, election special. special. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> so yeah, that should be fun. Connor Kilpatrick, writer and uh, an editor of uh, how, how do you pronounce the magazine, Pat? Because I'm gonna screw it up every time. I'm adjusting effects here. What? <laughs> I'm gonna try Jacobin magazine. No, I'm wrong. It's, it's Jacobin. I know it. I know I'm always wrong. Well, we'll Somebody fi- help me. Thank we'll you. We'll find out. And uh, Connor will be in here to speak about uh, such things as the election and socialism and fun stuff like that. We're going to debate the size of Mario's hands. Hopefully he will be uh, debating Mario over his uh, terrible choice of Canada. <laughs> 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 Jacobin. I knew it. 
<laughs> Kazootopia saying it's J-O-Bin. <laughs> J-O-Bin. I got a lot of old magazines in my J-O-Bin. That was, that was before you were born, Kazooka. Before the internet, we had to like actually J-O to magazines. It was a horror show. J-O Rolodex. <laughs> got the pennies catalog. We had to have like a, you know, a Playboy out and like a you know, poster on the wall if, if you wanted different things to stimulate you back uh-huh. then. That's right. You had to hide it. <laughs> you had to jack- hide it. Oh, these, these kids nowadays jack it off out in the open. That's right. Jacobin magazine. So uh, Connor will be in here, and uh, he's a great guy. He's a good dude, and we'll see what he has to say. Mm-hmm. That Jacobin magazine is about Jaco Pastorius. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like the bass tabs in there and stuff. <laughs> Pretty sweet riffs. <laughs> how to play Orion? Uh-huh. Good stuff. How, how, how you doing, Pat and Brian? Musicoff. Still pretty cold out here. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. every goddamn week you look at the fucking forecast, and it's yeah. like. Right. You know, Good. Taking a turn on Friday. Right. It was in the 60s all week. And yep. on Barrage Day, it's in the fucking low low 30s. Mm-hmm. With snow. With snow. It snowed oh. a little yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the snow fell Crazy. Off. Yeah. Right. I, I got home before the snow. I actually got home a little early. I mm-hmm. went to a Stu Nod Fest. I saw Brian Music off there last night. It was my twin. Uh, our friend, well, this guy we know from the internet, Tim was in town, and everyone showed up at Manitoba's, uh, Dick, handsome Dick Manitoba's bar on uh, Avenue B. How did, did you talk to him? How'd that go? Handsome Dick? Yeah. No. Okay. Dean, he walked in like, you know, whatever, like 20 minutes before I left. And Dean's like, hey, did you ever meet Handsome Dick? And I'm like, no. And he goes, would you like to? I go, no, I'm good. I think, <laughs> no, I really think you should. No, I think I'll pass. No. Do I don't know why. He, I, you know, he fucking hates me. He would probably uh, would punch me in the, in the, in the nuts because that's all he comes up to on me anyway. <laughs> you, think he'd, you think he'd block you in real life? <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to get in a fight with a guy in, in his own in bar. His own <laughs> uh, do you think he'd recognize you? I, probably not. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> John's nursing a yeah, you know, nursing I, a shandy in the corner. I met plenty of chooches in my life. I don't need to meet that guy. Too. I already, uh, I already filled. My I know exactly what would happen. You'd meet him and it would completely backfire. Next thing, he's over here playing poker. Right. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, totally. That's exactly what would happen. He'd be like, "Get yeah, past the chips, Fud, Mikey, feel, big time." You feel compelled to charm him, right? BFFs <laughs> and handsome Dick. Handsome Dick's got a flush again. <laughs> Taking all my money, so no, I did not talk to Handsome Dick from the Handsome Dictators. Dick's coming over, bringing sandwiches <laughs> from his truck. Uh, it was a fun night. Woody was there, and all the Stunods, lots of Stunods, many people. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. else was there? Nate and Nate, all the guys. Ben, Ben, Ben from the uh, Broadlow. Mm-hmm. Eric um, uh, Lee Greenfeld. Lemon Cokey from Runny. That's right. <laughs> so I'm black and blue today because of him. I didn't plan right yesterday. But I, I didn't have to meet Handsome Dick because I filled my quota of meeting celebrities that earlier in the night when I met Ad-Rock. Where, That's right. What happened there? I went to Champagne Jerry. Oh, and okay. uh, Champagne Jerry's doing like a kind of those, uh, like a short residency mm-hmm. at this place called the Theater of New York or something in Chelsea on 19th Street in between 7th and 8th. And uh, we went there to see the Champagne Jerry show. It was great. He, it's like he opens for himself. which i thought was really good and like you know they come out and he's like oh it's catch club is gonna open up and it's like all of a sudden it's just champagne jerry uh the comedian murray hill i don't know if you know him or her yeah awesome uh, yeah famous uh murray hill and uh new york institution murray hill and uh, ad rock come out and they're like wearing mets gear and they're throwing a softball around the crowd you know (laughs) it was just a goofy like performance art kind of thing very small audience tables and such and, uh, yeah, so then uh, after the show, I, like, awkwardly met Ad-Rock, and I didn't have the heart to ask him for, like, a picture or something, because it just, it just was, the whole thing was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then it was, he, he, they started to leave, he was with, like, a couple other people, and they were walking down the block, and I'm like, fuck, my car is this way, and I'm, like, following Ad-Rock <laughs> to make it even weirder. 
but did, he was very nice. Did you ask Tommy to pitch the show? Tom, no, Tommy's standing there next to me. <laughs> Tommy shows up, of course, like, you know, with five minutes left in the Champagne Jerry show. He's sitting next to me at the table. I'm like, where the hell did this guy come from? The show ends. I look over, and Tommy's sitting there, like, smiling at me. He just materializes. <laughs> he just showed up. I'm like, what did you just get? He's like, no, I can't. there were six songs left when I showed up. I'm like, yeah, right. All right. <laughs> see your ass the whole time. And, yeah, as I, I'm, like, talking to Rock, and Tommy's like, Pointing and making moves. I don't know what any of it means. <laughs> He's directing you in real life. He's yeah. directing me, yeah. So, no, we had a good time. When uh, when I saw Champagne Jerry at Union Pool, I was uh, I was outside having a smoke, and I was just walking back in, and he came out, and he's running around hyping himself to the crowd. Yeah. And he runs in the front, and he's like, yo, get the fuck in here. And I went, hey, what's up? Patrick Walsh, live from the barrage. And he totally breaks character. He's like, oh, hey, man, what's up? Just <laughs> calm down. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm the new guy here. He, he's been a guest before, right? Yes, we've had Champagne Jerry on the phone. Awesome. Hopefully, he's got a new album out, and uh, we should have him in again to promote the new album. Get him in. Champagne Jerry, Neil Medlin. He's a, that guy's a trip. Ad-Rock's coming in March 18th, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ad-Rock already told it, uh, said no to the to doing the show when Tommy and Hairdo approached him. But I don't think that... Well, that was I, I've, said, I've explained before that, um, you know, the Beastie Boys never did interviews individually. They always did them together. I think they refused to do it by themselves. But this isn't about the Beastie Boys. This is about Ad-Rock, Adam Horowitz. Co- correct. But I think that, you know, there might be some uh, ethical kind of agreements with them. I haven't okay. read any interview. I actually I did read an interview with Adrock, but it was with Champagne Jerry and Max Tanone, the guy who does there was, uh, there the was show with them. Fairly recently uh when he was promoting uh the that the film. sandwich thing. The, no, the movie that he was in. Ah, I mm-hmm. see. I don't know. So he gave us the station ID though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> and, and it got name dropped in the paper in our article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he Why did. are you guys using my I name? should have brought the New York Times with me. I'm like, look, you're famous. He's like, no, I know I'm Adrock. I'm, I'm good. I'm good on the fame thing. Yeah, I got I'm it. Good. Okay. I got it locked. I don't, I don't Google myself anymore. <laughs> got it locked down. <laughs> Pretty sorted. Well, maybe now that we're the world famous, department. we could pitch him again. Like, oh, New York Times, shit, I'll do it. Right. I think uh, Tommy was like, hey, you want to do uh, this radio show we have or do an interview? And he was like, uh, no. Nope. Hard no. <laughs> Hard no. I have irons in the fire, so. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of irons in the fire. Lots of stuff going on. We should have some. Good guests coming up soon. We should. I'm having a hard time, I have to tell you. I dropped a lot of bombs, and I haven't heard back hey, And this is the way things go, so, you know? Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. I got some good stuff brewing. I think you earned your keep already. Well, it's, <laughs> it's about moving forward. Yeah, right. Progress. Don't, don't tell him he's off the hook. We won't guess. <laughs> I'm impressed already. That's uh, what I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, my guess, my guess are the Hi, B, Ryan. My guess are the B guests nowadays. <laughs> I don't want to insult anyone. I gotta find that station idea. I don't know what the hell happened to it. The, oh, the Ad Rock one. Yes, yeah, awesome. I can't find it. It goes like this. This is your old friend Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys. You're listening to Live from Brock. He's a very. He seems like a low key guy too. And I don't want to like, you know. Mess with him. Dude's yeah. been world famous since he was 18. Absolutely. I'm sorry. He kind of gave me the look when I was like, oh, hey, Adam. And he looked at me like, should I know? you? you like, Because it was very like an intimate, like, oh, they're friends kind of thing there. Nobody mm-hmm. was out on the street bothering anybody. And it was like, you know, kind of like, uh, he, I think he was looking at me like, do I know this? Like, should, do I know him from somewhere? Like, not that he, w- you know, but it was more casual than, it wasn't like a bunch of people standing on the streets. You approached him like he kind of knew him. Right. Uh, play that card. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, it's John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't remember me? He Come should, on. He should know you yes. I was thinking about this the other day. Do you realize that, that the Beastie Boys single-handedly changed the way two generations of people dressed? Uh, we're talking about from, like, uh, like Fight, Fright, to Party on? Like, yeah, just yeah. fashion-wise. Oh, the hip-hop thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess. All right, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing on that. I'm, I'm trying to try. Actually, across the board. Fashion. What, what's, what was the second movement there? Think about it later. 
I will. <laughs> when we're off the air, I'll wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. What, what, when they brought butterfly collars and bell bottoms back? <laughs> platform shoes? <laughs> I was thinking after that, but hey. Mm-hmm. Hey, who knows? Uh, thanks for joining us. If you're just tuning in, Japanese, Ryan just showed up. Japanese worker suits? <laughs> Boiler suits got big. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm sure he's petrified of the public being such, like like Pat said, he's world famous. I'm sure he's petrified of the public. Wouldn't you Yo, be? Kev. Oh, they came out and they did that first. Like, uh, it was, they did like a bit, like leading up to it, like, you know, talking about softball and how Kev is always yelling. And then they went into that. And it was fun. I said mousetrap. Yeah. Coach said mousetrap. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Awesome. <laughs> Bacon in the pan. Like, Yo, Kev, yeah, I heard the coach. You're never, never going to do the show now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we we did it for him. These are stalking me. Everybody knows it, Kevin. Your name must be Kevin. Kevin. Did you notice that uh, the, the Bostron Dynamics robot is named Kevin? Yes. No, the guy who's bullying him is named Kevin? Yes. It was, it's the greatest thing ever. And <laughs> I, I definitely want to get into this because Mr. King has done it again. Oh, huge problem. How does he do Out it? of the park. Mr. King has done it again. <laughs> and, and he uh, made the news. He, he, he one-upped us. Not only did he make the news, <laughs> but I think I have the clip. Oh, nice. Let's see if I have it. YouTuber, foul-mouthed YouTuber. Well, let, let, let's let, yeah, Mr. let's explain King. what he did first of all. YouTube okay, if bad you, boy King Twenty Three. If you haven't seen these Boston Dynamics videos, where it's these robots that like uh, are, like go over crazy terrain and stuff, I, mean, I guess they, like they pick up the weights and they could jump on top of buildings. They could jump on top of buildings. They could do all sorts of crazy stuff. And there's this video of this guy. These guys like kicking them, and we talked about it, I think a couple weeks ago on the show, kicking them and pushing them down hills and over just to show that the robots can handle this kind of like off balance uh, stuff and maintain get, their sta- right. Maintain exactly. Their sta- so <laughs> these videos, and it's like you, we 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 were talking about how you feel bad for the robot, even though the robots, you know, not real. It's not human. They're human shaped. They're human shaped. So like, uh, you know, it tugs at your uh, tugs at your conscience. Like, leave it's a bully, mm-hmm. bullying poor, a machine. And Mr. King t- uh, took it a step farther, and he uh, made this video of it w- you know what would it be like if the robot was talking during all of this kind of. I don't want to explain it too much, but here's the I have the new playing the the bit, uh, playing the YouTube video, which now the last time I looked about it a couple hours ago, he put it up yesterday. Has nine hundred ninety thousand views yeah. in a day. I, I, checked it this, I checked it this afternoon. I was at sixty-two. And right. I was waiting so for, the, it's for the tipping point. Crazy it's media be up to Past a hundred by now, and right. uh, yeah. So I'll play the media. I'll play the uh, news report because playing the bit, it kind of doesn't work unless you're watching it. So everyone should go to YouTube and watch it. It's fucking hilarious. I just showed it to my brother, and he didn't even know the uh, background of the robot story. Right, Ryan, and he was rolling. I'm Tamson Fidel. Ah, shut up! It's an advertisement. I got to sit there. <laughs> yeah. Some call it a robot. He's already monetizing it, ladies and gentlemen. They call it a barrage. <laughs> a bar in a garage. Yeah. With only beer and cigarettes to keep them warm. <laughs> and, and feelings like robots. These idiots jerk each other off. And then a company called Boston Dynamics releases a video update on its progress in making amazing robots that walk and react to things around them. But uh, then a YouTube user named Mr. King added some <laughs> filled commentary. Check it out. Call him Mr. King. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> the f- are you laughing at, hippie? All right, where do you want this? Mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news people laughing. The newscasters are laughing. Right? Oh. <laughs> all right, stop f-ing around. All right, just tell me where you want this thing. <laughs> All right. Okay.
Okay. <laughs> All right. Gretzky. Gretzky over here. The guy's pushing the box away with a hockey stick. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fireball. <laughs> Oh, that is great. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. I can't believe they're playing the whole thing. Yeah, they just played pretty much the whole thing. Right. That's great. The the very beginning of the video is my favorite part when the the robot's walking out and he just goes, "Time to make the fucking donuts." Like it's time for him to go to work. (laughs) Stop walking around the woods. It's like the stormtrooper voice. I'm so happy that nobody's gotten killed in Iraq or Afghanistan over the last two weeks that we can get our dumb shit on, on the news. Looks that's like what, a diving bulldog. Time to go to work. That video, that's what it's like to work at B&H, it looks like. <laughs> we are, we are, Why can't I use this bathroom? We are not going to take it. The, the news put some weird music behind that. Did you hear that? It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Were those sound effects added in too? Like, coming from the Foley guy. No, I think they were real. Does no, no, that was, yeah, that, that that noise was real. That was real, right? Yeah, but the uh, the, the music that was added over that was some editor trying to prove. Wow, I'm looking at worth. I'm looking at the video now, Mr. King. Uh, now up to. 115,818 views in one day. Damn. We're going to organize a union, and we're not going to take this shit. He's already done interviews. He's Mr. King's on his way, man. He's yeah. going to get paid big time. Just the beginning. Uh, time to make the f***ing donuts. <laughs> so good. So good. We have to get him on to break down how he makes makes money off these. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, all right. I am going to play it. I don't care. I'm watching. What are you laughing at, hippie? <laughs> Mr. Tuna, do androids dream of electric sheep? <laughs> it's fucking good. I am the universe! <laughs> <laughs> like when he's walking out. <laughs> 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 hey John, while you have the video up, what's the uh, hit count? You just said the play count. One fifteen. One fifteen. What? See you tomorrow, f- face. <laughs> Hope a robot doesn't burn your fucking house down. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> All right, Kevin. That's very good, Mr. King. Congratulations, Mr. King. Yay, King. Well done. Well, yeah, done. amazing, amazing, well done. amazing job. We laugh. Glad, glad to see Mr. King doing well there. I hope, uh, you know, if you figure 115000 in one day, he's going to be up to a million by the end of the week. Are you, you don't begrudge him at all? No. Why? <laughs> just joking. You know, somebody else said that to me, too. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Collab is like, are you jealous of Mr. King? I'm like, no. What's his most I'm, popular? I'm going to kill him, but I'm not sure. No. <laughs> was, the, uh, the, was the door his most popular as far as plays? Oh, I would have to look that up. Yeah, yeah the door is. Yeah, the door is. And the, uh, some prick reposted it the other day. I, I was looking for yeah, it. Oh, yeah? It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some prick. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, he is. He's, he's jacking Mr. King's content. Oh, like he just put it on YouTube yeah. himself? Yeah, and listed it as a... It, as it as happens oh, all the time. Bullshit. It, it happened to me, John. Someone, I did a video, a cartoon, and someone posted an edit clean version. What? Yeah. You know, it's so weird, too. There's YouTube commenters on there, like, are so crazy. They're like, 
Uh, can someone please give me the uncensored version? It's like that's the version, you idiot. Like right. there's no fucking uncensored version. It's it's funny like that. Right. Get out of the kitchen. You're just questioning Mr. King's art. That's How right. dare you? How dare they? <laughs> Where's the on? I need to jerk off to some a robot saying fuck. What, what do you need that for? Some twelve year old who needs it. I need the uncensored version. Why? Because you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah. The hell do you want that for? So I need to watch it with with the curses. It's just so much funny. Fucking nuts. Nutbags. And then somebody Hitler's the thread. Yeah, so Hitler and the gay people and hate and banned cars. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mile Davis squeaky doors. Never read the comments. Never read them. It's hard when you put the video up because, of course, Mr. King probably wants to see what people are saying. Yeah. And then you have to get in some kind of freaking fights with a bunch of nutters. Some racist chatter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I wonder if there's people out there really making a living putting up YouTube videos all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah. PewDiePie. A yeah. living? I mean... No, there's loads of people. Make a good middle-class mm. wage doing yeah. that. That dude, uh, the, the guy I watch who does the tool teardowns, who I strongly recommend. Love that a- guy. A-V-E. He, um, uh, he has a Patreon, and he's getting like eight grand a month. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's not life-changing money, but it's certainly... Uh, Jesus. Yeah. 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 Eight grand a month is totally yeah. life-changing money. And all of his, and, That'll no, pay but, the electric bill. But yeah. all of his... Um, uh, electric but, bill? But, but he, gets, he gets paid from YouTube as well, because he, he posts different videos in both spots. And um, literally, when he posts a video, like inside of like two hours, he has like sixty thousand views. Is that wow. the guy that does the electric work but gets zapped every time? No, no, no that's, that's a different dude. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, that guy's good. That guy's good. And it's that not guy's it is on purpose, on, Ryan. Uh, yeah? yeah. No, Nobody it's, gets it's zapped. Of course yes, it is, You wouldn't have a career. Come on, Ryan. Right. Come on, Ryan. It, how do That's you, great. No, I don't believe you. I'm curious. How do you get the ad? Well, he just happened to tape himself getting electrocuted a yes. hundred times. I think he's such a Sean meal that he does oh, it every Oh, sweet, innocent time. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you're all wrong. You're all wrong. <laughs> Go check it out. I know it's what you're talking about. It's still wrong to me. <laughs> I, have to ask, I have to ask, Tuna, how, how does it get to the point where... Ads are added to your video. Is it when you hit a, a certain amount of plays, then YouTube, it's almost like being verified where YouTube will start giving you commercials? If YouTube you, if you will send you an it. email and be like, yo, B, why don't you monetize this motherfucker? Yo, you're hot. Yeah. We won't in. And then I'm not sure what happens after that, but I think they will contact you and be like, yo. I think I'm, there was there was no I'm, ad at the beginning of it there. I'm in favor of that. Well, they have the pop up ads, and I think you could skip it. No, there was an ad. Didn't you nope. have to wait for an ad? No, to play? no, that was, that was the, the news. news. That was okay. the news clip. No, the actual clip. There was no ad this time. I don't know if you know if there's an, another algorithm that says you know I've just watched YouTube. I yeah. don't have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you, got you, got you. I wonder if the news is making money. Why is the news making money off a of commercial ad? Then? That's, that's the, that's, that's the, that's the way the they, business yeah. model. <laughs> The commercial ad right before the live from the Barrage uh, Fox would, Five thing would, every would, time. Would Barrage ever do a commercial? Yeah, you know that's fucked up. They're making money off of me. I just thought about this. See? I quit. Mm-hmm. No, don't quit. <laughs> don't hate the system. Become it. You might think this is a regular bar and a good good goo gaga. Drink Budweiser. Fuck you guys. We're out. No money for you. Mm-hmm. You See. know, Tommy makes money every time he reads the news here. Mm-hmm. Even though the rest of us don't get paid. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's working on his brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's for the barrage ultimately, so it works. Tommy makes money off reading the news because I told him every time he gets through a full newspaper, I'll give him $5 for being a good boy. And he patented the term merch, you know, by the way. Merch. That's his. Yeah. You can't use it. <laughs> you got to buy out. Um, good job, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, Brian, about the... Oh, just, uh, just talking about uh, ads and... Oh, uh, would we do a commercial? <clears throat> this radio show? Yeah. If someone paid me to do like a live read? I don't... Yeah. I don't, 
Absolutely. <laughs> Get on it. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe I could be the accounts coordinator, yeah. the Ethics, account manager. I'm sick of being morally and ethically uh, correct <laughs> in, in my uh, radio life, my professional life. It's, that's out the window. Like Devin Dixon used to say, if he was playing poker and they asked him like to wear those goofy hats or they ask you to wear a goofy shirt that says, like, you know, uh, full tilt poker or some crap like that. 1-800-MATTRESS. I was always like, ah, I would never do that. It's, like, it's so stupid. He's like, I wouldn't care. He's like, put bumper stickers all over my face. Oh my give God. a shit. Yeah. Ten grand, you know, it offsets your buy-in or whatever, done. Uh-huh. Adds, add banners on the websites. Add no, the I don't think that's a good I've actually been dying to do live reads because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> you know. Like the good old days. Drink, yeah. drink you bet. Uh, yeah, I was listening to Francesca today. I tried to do one. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, I don't even know what Harry's is. He's doing something for Harry's. Tire City. Harry's. That was, that was actually, that was his copy. I don't even know what Harry's is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mother used to take us to Stanley Sport every day. And uh, we love Stanley Sport. Oh, and the grand opening is this weekend. <laughs> I realize I just lied to you just then. Right. You're, you're going you're gonna to love it at Stan's. <laughs> No, I wouldn't half-ass the live reads. I'd really sell it. Whoever feel the Bjorn is, <laughs> but, right? But like, then do you get to edit who, who, who you get to advertise and who you don't? That's a that's oh a yeah, story. sure, sure. Like I wouldn't do an advertiser for something that I really thought was bad. Like <laughs> we'd like to advertise our genocide, the smooth flavor of uh, <laughs> Prince Albert in a can. <laughs> what if cars for kids? Check out that smooth drag, Bonnie. Mm. <laughs> Chesterfield and a cigarette for me. What if cars for kids? No cough cigarette. No What if they offered you five grand? Cars for no. kids. But you Thirty second it. spot. You gotta no. sing the whole shit yourself. No, I, I don't care about the song or how bad it is or anything like that. They're a bad charity. Awful company. They're a terrible charity, and hardly any of that money goes to kids, if, if at all. It's a lie. Is right. what I read Awful. allegedly. Awful song. I don't want those people coming after you. You know what I'm saying when I say those people, right, Brian? You're a people. Sure. Come on. <laughs> I'll be in the Anne Frank room. See you. No, I would not do cars with kids. No, please don't do this. God damn it. 718-577-7616. Call into the barrage today. 718-577-7616. Something tells me those kids aren't actually playing those instruments. I got a sneaking suspicion, but I think also that the electrocution guy is real. You know, it came on in Manitoba's yesterday, and the whole fucking bar stopped. <laughs> Dan Dara chiming in, stop. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Mike up saying, "You bastards!" Thank you, chat box. <laughs> say, say word, Dan. <laughs> say word, Dan. We hope you're doing well, sir. I haven't yeah, seen you in hi, a, a week. I love you. Say no, I would not do like a cars for kids. I would not do like uh, I don't know. A, for five grand. Well, we, we kind of worked that out with the what was her name? Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. Krista. Krista. Oh boy. Oh my god. Lawyer lady. That you know you have to kind of you go to B and H. Miss Esquire. You know if you don't go to go to B and H, you uh, kind of the workers will have no jobs. <laughs> yeah, they're going so the to be first ones. So there's a there's a fine line between boycotting a company that's in the act of trying to straighten everything out. Right from those people. Um, <laughs> You, that's your words, not mine. <laughs> He's allowed. I'm allowed. I'm gonna throw those pretzel rods out the fucking window. If there was a window in here, I'd throw them out. <laughs> this is the talking. first time. This is the first time I've ever brought snacks. <laughs> yeah. This is my dinner. Actually, I'm chewing on. I'm chewing on pretzel rods. Everybody. Tommy's gonna walk in here and set up a fucking bodega yeah, behind the bar again. He's about, uh, yeah. <laughs> Every time he makes a big, big show. And then it's like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I would do. I don't know. Is there anything else that would be terrible? Like, what? What are some of the other? 
ads other radio stations do that you're like, oh man, that that sucks. Nothing, right? It's actually Madison. Yeah, you know what? How much money they give them? I don't no. give a crap if these people go on that website and ruin their lives. What do I care? <laughs> Idiot. Go ahead. Go on there. I don't give a shit. Kind of Shoot yourself in the that. foot. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that Noel, Biet- Noel Biederman's a creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would take the Ashley Madison money because they're probably on the way out. The Justice Department's going to shut them down or some shit, you know? Or some hacker. Mm-hmm. What was the? I forget the story about yeah. that. Some hacker. They must like, not have much money lying around if they can't uh, even secure their stupid website. What about yeah. DraftKings? Would you do DraftKings? Uh-huh. <laughs> mm, good question. Are they still around? <clears throat> well, I'm not going to get any of these now. Carmel Carshaw. How about Uber? That's, yeah, I'll that's, take that money. A, well, that's we, not, Uber. No, no, that's we can't do company. Carmel. Carmel no. keeps using those the, the iPhone alerts, and I check my phone every time that dumb commercial comes on. Well, we'll see when Fuck Connor gets. I think Connor has some strong opinions about Uber. When he comes in, we'll ask mm-hmm. him about that. Mm-hmm. I, I use. I'll I answer use, the question after his appearance. Oh, it's a rotten company. I use them every fucking day too. Rotten company. <laughs> Dan, Dan was saying Raceway Park. I would do Raceway Park. Oh, Dan, you don't understand. <laughs> Raceway Park. Dan, you do Super understand. Super funny car madness. God damn it, Dan, Dan. You understand that I grew up. <laughs> within a mile of Raceway Park when my parents left me Do you me consider yourself the luckiest man no. on the face of the earth? No, we hopped the no. fence and we saw the Summer Nationals every year, though. But, Dan, oh, you, you heard this like it was uh, like a, like it was happening in your backyard. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Funny car! And it's like, that, you remember the commercial? It, oh, it's, yeah. like, it's like, ah! So bad. Did we just do that? Oh, right. Right. Let's not. Yeah, who they got the uh, what Sunday, was, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Who was the um? What's the big truck? The uh, Bigfoot. Big foot. <laughs> well, well, now wait. Now now it's new. Now it's grave, grave digger. Grave digger. Grave digger. <laughs> and grave digger got fucked up recently. He he flipped over. Grave digger. <laughs> it's right. it's a car. It's I know these sentient. things. Well, it doesn't have feelings like Mr. King's robot. Right, right. Dan, I know all about the drag show. It's called the Quarter Mile Thunder, and the Summer Nationals were in English Town every July. And man, we used to throw our bikes over the fence and get wrecked. You know, there was also a like a B, uh, not a BMX, but like a motocross, like moguls and hills and stuff. Yeah, we said, you know, that's what we did for fun in New Jersey. That and you seem like a, were you a BMX guy? You seem like one I of was those a things. BMX guy. Yeah. yeah, I was a skate guy, a BMX guy. Can you still skate? Uh, no, I was talking about that last night. Were you part of that conversation? No. No, I can't. I, can't. I what tried. Did, what I tried. did you I ride around on? I was busy fighting handsome dick in the corner. <laughs> I want to talk more about the fun things you did growing up in New Jersey. Yeah, did oh, you go, boy. Did you go to that place where you park your car in the hill oh, and boy. put it in neutral and it rolls uphill? Things I've actually done. Tipped cows, I'm ashamed to admit that. Mm-hmm. We shot BBs at bats, which was incredibly cruel. Oh, I, I, reg- I regret nice. that. I totally regret that. But this is, you know, it was peer pressure. We were put up to it. What kind of bike did you have? Did you have a, mon- a mongoose or a diamond bike? I had a, uh, a harrow. Harrow, oh, yeah. wow. Rich yeah. kid. And no, no, I actually, wait a minute. Found uh, the rich wait, kid. Two wait, wait, kids wait, wait. in the back, neighborhood had that. Back, back in the day before freestyle kicked in, back when it was about racing, I had a Kuahara. Ooh, which so was which, which we know is the bike used in ET. Yeah, pick that's it up why in I want one it. hand. Yeah, it's a big, <laughs> yeah. dick BMXer yeah. Yeah. right there. Well, I had a guilty stepfather who gave me shit for <laughs> to go. shut me up. <laughs> yeah, get, get on this bike. Get the fuck out of here. Go go hop the fence at Raceway Park and get hit by a goddamn drag the bricks, kids. Right. I like back. they say the grave diggers going to be there. Like, like there's there's there are events where grave digger doesn't show up. It's like, come on, you know, grave diggers going to be there no matter what. He'll always be there. You can't go. With <laughs> He's grave digger. He's grave digger. If he's not there. What's the point? He's a grave digger. He figured it was a good line of work to get into. 
Yes. Oh, it was busy. Connor is walking in right now. Connor, please take a seat at any of those two microphones. Uh, I'm Ryan. Ryan, Patrick, John. It's Ryan, Pat, and uh, Shlomo. <laughs> Oi, I'm going to call my lawyer. All right. Um, uh, Connor, can you hear yourself there? Can you hear me? Uh, I think so, yeah. All right. Everything's good? How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? What's yeah. going on? You're wearing the right hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is mostly to cover my bald spot, but I figure he has a Mets hat. I like chooch solidarity. I have no shame. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not there yet. I'm hanging on to, you know, what did George Costanza say? The remnants of a great civilization. Right. <laughs> I, I can't do it just yet. Connor Kilpatrick, you like you're, from, you're from. Stop, stop with those fucking pretzel rods. I'm telling you, take those off the bar. I'm going to hit you over the head. John's going to throw you off the show. I, can, I'm, I can't stand crinkling bags. It's John's, like, John's throwing people off the show for less. Nail, right. Nails on a chalkboard. Can I get a beer or some? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maker's Mark? Listen, relax. Have a beer and some Maker's Mark. Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk to Connor Pil Kilpatrick. Hey, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Brian? No, no. Have, oh. I, said, I said, hi, Connor. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. Sure. That's, uh, that's five bucks. Yeah, we'll be right back after these words. Some News, show. traffic, weather, poker, and Mets talk on the fours, live from the barrage. Quick break. We'll be right back.
All right. Thank you, Hungry Man. That's Hungry Man. That's uh, the song Eater off of their uh, latest LP. Delicious. Eater. <laughs> Eater. It's like I'm eating them pretzels in the mic. It's, it's so good. Uh, I'm Hungry more? Man. Give me some of those. Yeah. Sure. Chew them in the mic. It sounds awesome. Everybody's here now except for Mario. We have Tommy Rockstar's here. How you doing, Tommy? Everybody, how you doing? Uh, let's try that again. Try it now. How's, how's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Good. Just hanging in there. Sure. Uh-oh, John. Ryan has the uh, crinkly back. Problems not here. it. Not it. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Now I can hear you. Barely. Barely. Something's wrong. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? It's fine. Talk I can fine hear you. Thank you. And Connor Kilpatrick yeah. is here. Yeah. Of course, writer and editor of Jacobin Magazine. Am I pronouncing that correctly? How do you, how do you, you say it? It's basically I right. I botch everything. Can you Look, say it for us? Jacobin. 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 If you want to be a pretentious uh, French person, you can say Jacobin. Jacobin. And what does the name mean? It uh, references the Jacobin Party of France, the uh, radical left wing of the French Revolution. Okay. Matt Robespierre, you know, all that, that jazz. Uh, yeah. I see. And how did the uh, magazine come about? Uh, it was started by our publisher and chief uh, editor, Bhaskar Sankara. He was a George Washington University student. Oh, yeah. I've read this guy's articles. He's good. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's a really uh, kind of a brilliant uh, impresario. He started just uh, with like, three other guys. Uh, took some, like, I collected, like, I think $1,000 to do one issue uh, on the hopes that, you know, it would do well and he could do another one. And. Uh, basically, he did something that the radical left has been unable to do for decades, in that he made it look good. Right, <laughs> and it looked like he and made it look like he had his shit together, and and basically people like me were like, oh, what? the uh, left has his shit together. Yeah, the magazine is uh, it's it looks fantastic. It's whoever your graphic design team is. There is there a team, or yeah, is it just like one dude? It is one dude. His name is Ramike Forbes. Wow. I hope you're listening to this, Ramike. He is a fucking genius. He came up with our our logo and our look, and uh, you know he's got a lot of. Uh, you know, people in the art and design world who aren't interested in our politics are all about that. And so, who, who is that on the logo? That is to that is a uh, like an icon of Toussaint Louverture, okay. who was a uh, he was part, the leader of the Haitian Revolution, which was inspired okay. by the French Revolution. Happened uh, around the uh, a couple of years later, and uh, so you know, Jacobin doesn't necessarily refer to French. It refers to like it was a word in the late 18th, early 19th century for this kind of like global. Uprising, angry left, you know, force. It so. wasn't. It wasn't the lead from Les Misérables. No, no, no. Okay, I'm, I'm mistaken. What um, uh, what what is the magazine's mission statement? Were you there from the beginning? First of all, were you there? I was when there it's... after the first issue. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Bosker had uh, recognized my name from a. Uh, McSweeney story I wrote and he saw I was one of the first people to click like on Facebook after the first issue and I guess he decided to use my propaganda skills and apply them. Right. Well, you're doing a fantastic job. Well, thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Well, that's it. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so long. <laughs> so it comes out uh, in print, what, uh, quarterly? It comes, yeah, four times a year, but, uh, you know, that's those issues are arranged by topics, so now we try to keep uh, our web presence to two posts a day that are kind of more based on, like, what's going on yeah. right now. Okay. And, Is it know. hard to keep that balance between print and, uh, you know, the instantaneous... Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be a little. We're, we tried to separate it now, so we're like issues are by concrete, really focused topics, and the pieces we run online are about things you know, like the Sanders campaign, uh, Jeremy yeah. Corbyn in the UK, who is the more left wing Bernie Sanders equivalent, and uh, you know, we try to keep it a little more up to the minute on you know labor strikes, stuff like that, keep it more you know relevant to what's going right 
this minute, but uh, right. you know, I, I edited an issue all about the uh, the anniversary of the Civil War and Reconstruction from like uh, you know reclaiming it for the for the left. Mm-hmm. So you know, I remember reading the last uh, the last issue, um, Bernie Sanders, too far to the right, um, megalomaniac. Too far to the right. No, no. in the last. <laughs> <I just read. laughs> is, is it is it safe to say everyone uh, at the magazine is uh, th- supporting Bernie Sanders, or is there? Well, do you guys have problems with him? Obviously, I'm no, sure I'm, there's got to be something. Well, no one's te- perfect. Technically, we are 501c3, uh, so we cannot we cannot legally endorse the candidate. I You're can not just, for profit. Yeah, we're not for profit. So we really? Get, we get, wow. So that way we can get some donations That's from... kind of part of the theme for the yeah, people. Yeah, no, I Absolutely. get it. I get it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we can't legally endorse a candidate, but I can say, me personally, I'm all about Bernie Sanders. Right. And I will give us some hope here. Is there hope? And of course, the media would have us believe there is no hope, and uh, they pretty much want to put it in the bag every day, and every after every uh, election, they want to say he's done. They've been saying he's done when he was polling 5%. They were saying he's done when he was fucking polling... Four points behind her nationally. They're saying he's done when he got creamed in the South. They're always going to say he's done. But I, you know, if you want to know what I honestly think, I I think it's unlikely he, he's going to be the nominee now because of um, uh, several factors. Like he would basically have to win the next few contests that are not in the South. He would have they would have to be blowouts, right? And you know, and he'd have to win Michigan for sure. The website five. Th- Five thirty-eight has him a less five percent chance to win it. So that's right. Gonna, that's, yeah, but I mean, any website has a bunch of different crap. No, I mean, there's articles. Well, let me. I can give you some hope here. So now a lot of they're factoring in things like some, you know, quote unquote momentum. Okay. Now momentum, I think we all know what that means. But what that has meant in previous elections, it means two things: how long the media is going to say nice things about you being the lead, and right. that is never helped Bernie, and his popularity has not gone hand in hand with that at all. And two, it means. How long you, you, the candidate, can convince Democratic Party rich funders to give you money? Sure. So I'm not. I mean, so momentum. It probably does matter that people perceive him as not doing as well right now. But he's raising, you know, right. money and, hand over fist. And, and Brendan, um, and I know very little. Who about the fuck this. is Brendan? Brandon. Who's Brandon? Brandon? I'm, I'm Connor. Connor. Holy shit! <laughs> I, I was. I, I, I look oh like a Brendan. Well, Done. I, I was talking. I was talking to Brendan though. Oh, Bre- <laughs> sorry, not, not you. A Brandon on the chat box. But yeah, but I have a question for Connor. Uh, they say that uh, the, the way the party's set up, that you're not going to know who really, really, really wins until the convention in July because the super delegates aren't committed and they could swing. Is that how Obama won? The well, the yeah. Well, technically, the super there's the pledge delegates and the super delegates. The pledge delegates are based on you know your actual results in the primaries. So the super delegates they can commit to whatever, and you know. So what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a lot of uh, th- places like the New York Times. In every other election cycle, when they'd say who has the delegate lead, they would only count the pledge delegates. If you notice, and, and Fair, which is a media watchdog company, wrote about this this year. Guess what? They're now counting the pledge delegates. Oh. Uh, the, I'm sorry, the the super delegates right, into the right. count and just telling their readers, oh, she's way ahead in, in delegates. Right. Right. Because they, they, yeah, because they want you to feel like there's. You know, and then there are, on the other side of the coin, there's all these uh, websites who are like, you know, 
take it completely the opposite direction, who are like, Bernie Sanders is going to win, like 100%. Here's, here's some numbers that tell you that it's going to happen no matter what. And you're like, what? Well, I respect a certain amount of the, uh, what is it, Baghdad Bob kind of thinking. You know, like, I'm, I, I, I want to believe that so desperately. And, hey, right, yeah. you know, shit, shit happens. And, you know, things happen in a, uh, in a race. You know, there could be a... I mean, there could be an even bigger Clinton scandal. I mean, they are sleazy, sleazy people. Do you think there's a chance? Clinton had it sewn up at this stage nine years ago. So, do you do you uh, read anything into this um, uh, this uh, immunity thing? And do you think there's a chance there'll be criminal charges, any indictment before, or you think that's really slim? I think it's really slim, mostly because of who she is. Okay. She was, uh, you know, John Q. Bureaucrat, she would be fucked. Right. Uh, I mean, what she did is, I mean, this is the thing. It's like the right says such crazy shit about the Clintons that it. Everyone goes in this reflex of, oh, well, if these gross people say these bad things, they can't be that bad. I mean, but they're sleazy. I mean, why did she get the uh, private email servers? Because she wanted to basically be able to raise money for the Clinton Fund and, and you know make promises for that while serving as the Secretary of State. But she didn't want the public to be able to see it. Mm-hmm. She claims it's like, oh, I didn't understand. Oh, I'm, you know, like it's your mom or dad confused about their fucking iPhone. I'm just iPhone. a girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but no, she did it because she's, you know. So let, me, let me ask you this question. Before uh, Sanders was, you know, really in, in it or whatever, did you, did you, when the email thing was going on, before the election, did you put less importance on it? I mean, I never liked the Clintons, so I thought it just seemed to me like it was just standard sleazy Clinton things. I mean, we got to remember something. What the Clintons did when they got out of office is pretty unprecedented. I mean, most other ex-presidents, what do they go do? I mean, George Bush paints pictures of himself taking a bath. You know? <laughs> Ronald Reagan went for walks on the beach you know, while he went, you know, his mind fled him. <laughs> you know, like, they do shit like that. I yeah, mean, Car- Clint- Carter stayed active. Yeah, Carter stayed and, but in Carter stayed active in a good way. Right. The Clintons decided, like, hey, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to monetize politics uh-huh. on a global fucking scale. Because right. that's what we need more of. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's... That's pretty fucking scummy. I wanted to ask. They had to come to my state. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They went to. They moved uh-huh. to uh, Westchester, right? Chapa-Claw, call that right? from my uh, sixth grade history class. Call it carpet bagging. Where I come <laughs> from, bagging. my friends. That's right. That's right. Reverse it's carpet reverse, bagging. Reverse That's carpet right. bagging. <laughs> These Arkansas Excellent. people out of here. Excellent. <laughs> I wanted to ask you if uh, if you'd be hey, gerrymandered the whole gun. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. I know. I actually know what that means. That sounds politic like. I'm just fooling around. If you were faced with the same decision that I guess all of us might be faced with of voting between a Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, would you actually abstain from voting, or would you would you make a vote in an effort to block a maniac like Donald Trump. I would do what Noam Chomsky has advocated doing uh, for decades, which is that if you live in a swing state, and I just cringe saying this, Mm -hmm. if you live in a swing state, vote Hillary Clinton. Right, we're in New York. Yeah, New York, vote Jill Stein from the Green Party. Imagine imagine if if nobody does turn out because they don't want to vote for her and Trump gets the goddamn vote anyway. It, well, he probably will be mildly competitive in New York, from what I said. Right, you know, from what I've seen. Yeah, I mean, if you go out there on the street and think this is some like liberal bastion of people, go out and sit at the bar with the construction workers <laughs> yeah, I work right. with. Exactly. And you know, there's these guys are meatheads. They're, they're everyone, you know, my dad's voting for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. dad's voting for Trump. My dad. Your dad's for, voting for Trump too. Really? He, oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Well, my dad's a Texan, and you yeah. know, he. I convinced. Well, so him. are you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Texan too. I, but I, you know, I convinced my dad in 2008. You know, I was an Obama maniac right before I became a radical. I became a radical leftist 
in like three months in the Obama administration because I was like watching this nope. healthcare yeah. shit and I was like, this guy, wait, he was full, you know, he's full of shit, you know. He put uh, so my dad, I convinced him to vote for Obama in 2008, and I, 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 when he told me he voted for Trump in the Texas primary, I was like, oh, Dad, what the fuck you doing? Right, like, right. And he said, yeah, you know, you told me to vote for Obama, and guess what? Healthcare is more expensive and shittier, and and I was kind of like. Yeah, he's got a point. Like you know, like this is this is what I'm saying. Is like I think that the Democratic Party deserves a significant amount of blame for the rise of people like Trump. Right. You uh, sure. you set me straight the other day because I was thinking also. I started, I was in the shower. I thought about this myself. <laughs> I didn't read an article. No I help. set you straight in the shower. You set me straight. No, I was in the bar when I talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, hmm. You know what about this theory that like four years of Trump does it push progress along faster than maybe two decades of Hillary Clinton politics, which would be, you know, you know, until we see an, another progressive candidate. I just wanted to add to that. There's a lot of people talking to me about like have this uh, this feeling of like fuck it, like let it go to hell. Well, you know? this is Connor has a good uh, still, explanation why that's wrong. probably I, wrong. I'm still reeling from eight years of Reagan. I completely right. sympathize well, yeah. with that that tendency. I totally, totally sympathize with that. But let me tell you why it's it's bad. It's bad is because. Uh, the the way the left has actually functioned in the United States is that uh, when li- the only progress the left of Democratic Party makes is when liberalism is in control and in in charge because people start thinking, hey, wait, you know this actually sucks. Like we need to go further. When the right wins, here's what happens: that everybody, even people who should know better, it becomes a shut up, commie, and let's get some shitty Democrats elected. Right. It, like look, think about during the uh, Bush administration. Here's uh, Colin Powell was considered like by lefties, like they're like not people like me, but like it was considered by you know left of liberal. Like listen to Colin Powell, uh, exactly. You know, the Warren voice Buffett, of reason. He Warren knows Buffett's what's going got on. some great things to say, and you know it, beca- it it's ridiculous. You know, it's like libertarians have a lot of good ideas. So I mean. What ends up happening is that we don't. It the worse it gets, the better. It just does not work. And I'm not saying I think this Trump as a fascist thing is overblown. I just think he's a standard horrible Republican, an, an but, idiot, an idiot. But, there, but you know, there's a famous saying that may or not may or not be true. Uh, the the German Communist Party said when Hitler won, they you know they said uh, after Trump, our turn. Oh, no, I'm sorry. After, <laughs> after uh, Freudian slip. Yeah. Freudian slip. After Hitler, our turn. Right. And that didn't right. uh, so, work out yeah, so well. So it's like, yeah, we'll just we'll tolerate him for a while. And maybe things will get more progressive and it didn't work out. That won't happen. What will end up happening is I do people, worry, worry, yell at, but, yeah, people will yell at people like Jack have been saying, oh, God, f- you know, fuck you. Bur- you know, your support of Bernie is the reason we lost. I mean, look, I, people on Twitter, still liberals yell at me. They say, uh, you know, Nader is the reason that we had an Iraq war. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, so it's like the Bernie, they're going to. They'll blame everybody, and you know some it's a different situation, though. I mean, Nader was running as an independent, right? I mean, yeah, but and, the, and he still doesn't make any if sense. You if you want to say he siphon votes away, that's it's it's different than you know Bernie being a Democratic. Candidate. How about blaming you know the people that voted for the war, including Hillary Clinton? How about blaming the Supreme Court? And honestly, how about blaming? Al Gore and the Democratic Party for running sh- such a shitty fucking yeah, campaign. What yeah. do you think about this whole Supreme Court argument that people constantly, it's like their trump card, you know, no you know, no pun intended, that it's like, hey, uh, yeah, but the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court, I, I, every every two I, seconds, Supreme Court, I don't know, I'm, I'm buying into it less and less every day. Oh, don't buy into it. I mean, it's, it's bullshit. I mean, there's this liberal uh, love affair with the Supreme Court because of one tiny blip in the court's history, and that was the Warren Court. That was the quote-unquote liberal court we hear so much about. It was a blip. I mean, Jesus, what was that, like 20 years? It, the Supreme Court, from its inception, has been designed to basically be anti-democratic, far-right, 
you know, I mean, they threw out the New Deal when the New Deal was passed. They threw out the New Deal. I mean, like they're they're pieces of shit. We should they're never going to be on our side. If anything, we need democratic movements to say, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't replace you know Scalia. Maybe we should maybe we should start you know clipping the the court's wings here. You <laughs> I was know? thinking that they probably like you know they, there's a big what's the big decision they have in front of them now, which was just happening. Well, hey, when Scalia died, he basically saved public sector unions. I You're mean, right. public sector unions were the decision was about to come through, and public sector unions were overnight going to be decimated. And, and the way it works is it goes back to the lower court, right? And then whatever that ruling is. Kind of sticks. Is that from my understanding? Of it? I, I believe. I believe so. I'm not as much of a court uh, expert. I, I figured I, that they would uh, prop prop like a, you know his body up there, like weakening at Scalia, and <laughs> <laughs> just just to round out the round out did the you, numbers. Thing. Did you read that short New Yorker piece on the the guy, his hunting buddy that he was with when he died? No, but it was oh, the guy God. had some some business before the court apparently. Yeah, oh, I, that was a different guy. The guy he was hunting with, uh, he's he was like, I'm a Princeton graduate. I'm I'm a millionaire. I hate rednecks and I love killing things. So fuck you. I love to hunt. And I'm not a redneck. And right. It was really creepy. You should read it. Hey, John. I've seen pictures of you uh, hunting with a gun when oh, you yeah. were a small child. So. I, I won a Texas na- a statewide uh, award for for uh, Texas Young Rifleman Award, I, b- I believe, for a 12-point buck I shot. Nice. I would see Texas Young Rifleman. Uh, yeah, I, I was not quite the... Uh, the uh, tough little kid. I was a little chubby boy who liked to eat uh, yogurt, and uh, whose dad probably thought he was a little on the swishy side. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, this kid, that boy ain't right. I don't know, man. Yeah. Where so, would you, would you still? Boy doesn't like killing. Things. Would you still? Would you still hunt now, or you're totally uh, you're out of it? I, no. I'm out. I would hunt. I would hunt birds, but you, you know, would I, go yeah. duck hunting or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's like killing deer and shit. I mean, it feels it just feels bad. Yeah, and you know, I and, agree. and it, if you don't get a good shot, you know, then you end up in a position. I was in when the last time I ever deer hunted, oh, where no. it's like, oh, it's just bad. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hunt. But uh, yeah, what, what part know. of Texas did you grow up in? I all up and down uh, I thirty five. I know that sounds like a Willie Nelson song, but like uh, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay. I went to college in San Antonio. Okay, Mario, you were there on the microphone. Can I hear you? Am I on? No. Yeah. Speaking of vote for Italians, you're not. Mike, check. Uh, which killer are you? Kill Ghana or Kill Patrick? Which I'm Kill Patrick. Kill Ghana. Kill Ghana is the New York Times uh, writer. I was ready to There's a, yeah. uh, battle with you on the microphone. Am I on this mic? No, you're not. Oh, yeah, we're supposed, to, we're supposed to square off. Yeah, I want to see the square off. <laughs> point, counterpoint. There we go. How'd you do Am that? I on now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, you're on. Mario, point, meet, meet Connor. Um, two old uh, communists getting together. <sighs> Mario, what is your background in socialism, communism, every, the, and the whole thing? Every week you get some Irishman with a kill in his name. I feel like I'm going upstate New York. <laughs> Catskill, Keterskill, uh, some Irishman out here to drive me crazy. Can't control the guest surnames. You, right. What's wrong with you? I'm from the Times. Uh, I mean, right. this is what the Irish do. We just go from you know country to country, just fighting, yeah, right. fighting and killing. <laughs> yeah, so, so my deal. What is my deal? Is that what you're asking? Your, what's your background in like socialism and activism? Because I know you. I've seen you. We went to a vacation in Pennsylvania, and Mario was pitching a kid's like wiffle ball game. I have the shirt and this on is right r- now. rural Pennsylvania. He takes his sweater off because he's hot from pitching the pitches. And oh, it, that's great. There's a hammer and sickle on his sweater. I love and everyone <laughs> in the, all these rednecks are standing around. I'm like, oh, no, this is, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> I, I love that shirt. That's great. Well, unfortunately, I am, uh, I've been doing some reading, and I figured out I'm just a saddened socialist because, in reality, the Socialist Party, how great it is and how great its ideals are, have really not worked, and and they haven't. The strong showing of support and voter base just hasn't come about or existed, and that's the thing that saddens me. And that's why people get mad at me when I say, "Well, the Democrats at least are the 
on the progressive left side of things. I know how bad they are, but hell, it's better than anything that's happened under under eight years of Reagan and four more years of yeah, Bush don't, don't, and another 12 years of the other two clowns. Can I ask you a question? Don't you think it's sad to say that your candidate's best asset asset is that she's not the other person? Like That's like ridiculous. Like, what do they stand until, for? Don't you want to stand for something? real change can be made until... Listen, I did my research, if you don't mind, Mr. Clinton. <laughs> right yeah, I got to give Mary a credit. Tell you. Mary just showed up with like... Mary just showed up with like four Danny pages Ketch, of documents right? written in what, Sharpie. What, what, what'd you say? You know Danny Ketch. Danny Ketch from the ISO, right? Right, right. Yeah. So he says the Democratic Party is not a Democratic Party. It's a misnamed party because it's mo- it's a money primaries, connections to corporate media, and so on and so on. But then he also goes on to say Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders is getting out a great message about economic quality and getting people to talk about the S word. Unfortunately, I think he's also giving new life to the idea that we can make a Democratic Party from within. And the big debate, the big shift is that are we going to work within the Democratic Party to make change or is it going to be a viable third party? That not since the Republicans have we seen an independent right. party. Yeah, uh, you know that's that's uh, an internal question. I got to say, I I actually don't know how I feel about it. I I think it is extremely unlikely that we can. There's been multiple attempts to take over the Democratic Party and make them like a social Democratic Party. I mean, a uh, activist, civil rights activist, and Democratic Socialist in the '60s, like uh, uh, you know, a Philip Randolph, Baird Rustin, and uh, Michael Harrington, they tried to take over the Democratic Party and make it a social Democratic Party, and they thought, hey, once we get those Southern Democrats out, you know, the racist Southerners, the party will swing to the left. Well, it just so happened when they got them out, it coalesced with you know the decline of you know the the resurgence of the you know, capitalist class, you know, fighting against labor. Because it's this yin-yang. With too yeah. much of socialism will come a hard reaction to the other, uh, to the right. So when it ended up happening is the Democratic Party actually <laughs> moved to the right. So I, and then, you know, I was actually thinking about, you know, Jesse Jackson's run. Jesse Jackson's run in 84 and 88 was... Another loser I voted for. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, Jesse Jackson... He did well in the Admiral. South in the primaries, didn't he? I think yeah, he won, he, South hey, he, won he won Michigan. He won, I believe, the Vermont... Did he win Jaimeetown? <laughs> he, oh, yeah. Uh. That, like, the fact that, like... That's God. it, man. You say one thing and it sinks everything. Yeah. So he, yep. I was uh, about Howard this. Dean didn't even have to say a re- real word. Oh, he yeah. sucks. <laughs> but no, I, I support him. Jackson is a good point uh, of of saying you know why we can't take it over because even though he got all this energy to to kind of like save this New Deal, Great Society Coalition, this labor, you know, the labor unions had his back. You know, did the Democratic Party move to the left? No. It was Bill Clinton. Like, it's just so I don't, I don't actually. But I'm a believer in baby steps. And it's, it's yeah, not well, that it has to happen in our lifetime. We can't be so short sighted. We have to see things in kids. small increments yeah, right. over time. And this isn't about like. America's got less a, time than your kids, right. buddy. It's not rebuilding a hockey team, it's, it's something that has to happen every four years. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I'm talking about globally, the, the idea of, of a better planet, a planet that, that takes care of, of its people rather than worries about warfare. The grand utopian scheme. Is what I'm looking at, and that, and that's baby steps over generations, and and something like Occupy starts something here where we get a ground swell of support, and I think that's why Bernie has the appeal he has that he would right. never. You have think had without with, Occupy without anything. Occupy Wall Street, would we even consider a candidate like that? Would people even know about Wall Street? Uh, yeah, I mean, Occupy Wall Street was a great thing, but it had a lot of. I think Bernie. Yeah, Bernie you had problems with it, right, Connor? I didn't yeah, see you there. I got. Oh, I, I, was, <laughs> I was there. I was there. I was. But uh, you know, I had certain problems with it. One, it was a. 
it was very anarcho influenced in that it was all about like let's not take power let's focus on process let's have everybody like vote up and down on everything and we're not going to say we're socialist because you know we don't want to alienate people maybe we're libertarian and so I, I, that kind of anti-ideological part of it i think was it was frustrating it was you know that part i didn't like it was like it right. was like the 1990s anarcho it was like the last gasp of the 1990s anarcho left but it's not that they didn't accomplish anything because what they did accomplish is to get young people to start thinking politically I instead agree. of being apathetic and if those people like yourself, you were apolitical, you said, when you were growing up. Yeah. Young man you, like yourself. you actually studied very well, because I can't get as smart as you. I can't get a job writing for a fancy socialist rag. <laughs> How did you do it? You just this. What, what forced you to make that switch and that turn? And, and what forces a hundred, a thousand other people to do that? And then they become older, and they become decision makers, and maybe things change. Maybe uh, things change. I, yeah, no, I agree to an extent. I mean, but think of... I, I guess I just don't want to think us to think that that's going to necessarily be through the Democratic Party. I mean, another big problem with Occupy is I got to say I don't think there's any left worthwhile in a capitalist society that's not labor based in some form. I'm not saying it has to be right. the AFL CIO has to say this is the the movement. But well, what is with all these labor uh, these oh, labor it's, unions it's supporting Clinton? It's, I got a letter. Shameful. You know, I I have my own labor unions giving me the whole fucking uh, propaganda. I can't believe what so, what's your union? My union is the International uh, Operating Engineers. What are they? What are they saying? Do they endorse? Yeah, my my pre- our international president endorsed in the, in the latest newsletter. So I don't understand like how that works. Like they're, two weeks ago, they're going to enforce their union members to vote that way. But you don't no, have you, to do no, that. No, 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 no. They suggest you could. You yeah, but force anybody to do anything. If, yeah. if they threw their weight behind Bernie Sanders, it'd, it'd make a hell of a lot of difference. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I don't understand how you could be a labor uh, union and not be uh, and not endorsed. But there's Bernie plenty Sanders. of labor unions that have been supporting Every, Bernie Sanders. The yes. whole. The thing is based on fear, the wh- fear that 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 uh, Republican will take office, and that fear is like, it's it, it, see, this is the problem. It's like there's some truth to it, right? Like things will get worse if a Republican. Sure. Uh, so that's why it has an effect. But it, we gotta move beyond that because what ends up happening is they move to the right, and we're always one step behind. Right. A caller, you're on the air. Good evening, gentlemen. Oh, hi. Hello. How are you? Is this Conan Neutra? It is Conan Neutra. Hi, hey, guys. Hey, Conan. Chief. Hey, Conan. How you doing? You know Connor, right? Conan. You know Connor. You know Conan. You're from the PRF, right? Yeah, and we're uh, we're Twitter buddies or followers, whatever the hell that means. Oh, okay. Hey, sound San Francisco. You're out yeah. in San. Okay. Well, Oakland, but yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, so, so you don't know Conan. <laughs> Conan, how are you? What's going on, man? We internet know each other is what it is. Right. What's up? Uh, hey, so I just wanted to uh, chime in on the conversation, uh, give a little, uh, you know, kind of practice my amateur. Uh, what would you like to say, sir? Yeah, what you got? Where we're at, and uh, you know, kind Conan. Of, uh, Conan is a very value to the conversation. Conan's a very intelligent guy, and when it comes to politics, he knows what he's talking about. I'd like to hear uh, your take on this, Conan. What do you got? So I think I think we're in an interesting spot because the way that okay, there's so there's the Donald Trump media sideshow, right? It's it's like a three ring circus. He's the lion. He's also the guy taming the lion at the same time. It's it's all Trump all the time. We all know that. I uh, I think in any other election cycle, the fact that what Bernie Sanders has done would not only be like the main story, it would be groundbreaking because it is groundbreaking. I agree. And it goes back to uh, Howard Dean, actually, and uh, what happened yeah! with 
<laughs> Sorry. Well, <laughs> Howard Dean's here, but uh, we don't have enough microphones. I, I, I'm no fan of Howard Dean, but I, I realize he did mobilize a lot of uh, you know people disenchanted with the, the, the Democratic Party from the left. So in that sense, you know. I'll give him well, well you, you don't have to be a fan to realize that, you know, after after the Howard Dean presidential campaign, uh, there was a aggressive grassroots action for Howard Dean to take over the DNC. OK. And he did. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that he, as a very, very smart man, whether you agree with all of his policies or like his screaming or not, he uh, wanted to move to a 50 state strategy and, and did it. That like it, you have to realize that whole elections in states where. Democrats just wouldn't even run somebody. They're like, oh, why bother? Whatever, right. they have it. Where, you know, who knows? They could be caught with, like, a, a prostitute, male, female, or otherwise. Well, and- Frank, it looks like we're caught with a prostitute. <laughs> That's Howard Dean. Howard Dean. <laughs> I mean, there he is right Sorry. I, I fault I, the guy for having chutzpah. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I couldn't resist that sound clip. No, it sounded very real to life. I, <laughs> very good. <laughs> but he, the Howard Dean energy... Uh, a lot of those people, like Zephyr Teachout, you know, a lot of the people that were heavy with the Dean campaign joined in and brought kind of a fresh energy towards the Democratic Party. But it initially, there, there was a time period, and you got to realize I was like one of those people, right? I was never a registered Democrat before Howard Dean, and I registered for him to vote for him in the primary. What were you? You were and, independent? Green Party? Independent, yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of those people that I uh, largely had voted Democratic, I would, you know, vote Green, vote, vote whoever, like, the best candidate was, which in California, like, who the fuck knows who that could be? He could be voting for a porn star, you know? Uh-huh. Or, or, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That joke yeah. kills in Oakland, by the way. <laughs> it's, uh, what's her name? Like, uh, Lady Lumps on the, on the independent ticket. You know, the East Bay Express, our local paper, in the recall election that Arnold Schwarzenegger won... And Gary Coleman, like as a candidate, like, they put up his fees, and and they did it to point out how absurd that process was. Right. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. We got sidetracked. So yeah. Anyway, so Howard Dean, uh, after the Howard Dean presidential campaign became nothing but a memory, he became the the head of the DNC, and he brought back the fifty state strategy, which is to say that you know, hey, even in places where it's there's like Republicans galore, oh, there's no chance that like a Democrat would be like a dog catcher. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Candidates were at least being run, and some of them won. And what's so interesting about that is that uh, you know you you get a farm team that plays out later on in later election cycles. So as a, for instance, Barack Obama was one of the, the early people that was you know supported in his run for his original run for uh, Senate in 2004, which is why he ended up uh, being the keynote speaker in 2004 for John Kerry. Right, and that's where the, that was the big speech that uh, you know people like. Wow, who's this dude? I, right, exactly. I guess I, where I just disagree is I, I don't think getting more standard, getting more Democrats elected is necessarily going to do much, really, at all. Like I, I, I think that it's better than having Republicans, but I, I don't know. I guess I just I, personally, as a socialist, I wouldn't want to, you know, put very much time into that. I just don't think it's gonna it's gonna play out for the kinds of things we want to see. We're speaking with Connor Kilpatrick of Jacobin Magazine and Conan Neutron on the phone. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's a completely valid concern and response because it's not just like let's elect more Democrats. Like, well, what kind of Democrats have been elected? What kind of people are we electing? Well, let's just remember that when Obama was elected and he shortly uh, before. 
like right when he had a uh, was a 60 vote supermajority he campaigned that to labor that he would pass the uh, employee free choice act uh, otherwise known as card check that would have basically helped you know made it much easier to unionize workplaces he campaigned on it he told labor that he, he would pass it they even had a, uh, a republican vote for it, our own specter so it had 60 votes in the senate what happens obama gets in and guess what? A bunch of Democrats and Arlen Specter and everybody starts saying, well, you know, now there's a recession. Now's, now's not the right time for it. And it just died. So I'm saying, like, you know, that was a lot of Democrats. And guess what? The first thing they did was say, fuck you, labor. <laughs> so I, I just don't know, you know, more Democrats. Connor, uh, as a more current current event, what was the do you know anything about this uh, thing Obama did today with uh, stifling labor? Did you read about that? Wait, what did he do? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I, I mean, ran out of Doritos before the, I finished the article. Uh, well, <laughs> that's, that's why I, have you, I, I went back on Facebook. <laughs> I know. I know. It's cracking wise on I Facebook. Have this, I have this really weird habit where I have to read the news while I eat. It's probably why I'm a little overweight. That's why I do the news here. <laughs> a little. And then, uh, you know. And then I go right back to being a total student. Like, I have to read the paper. I got into this habit, like, of eating lunch at work when I, when I was, like, a construction worker, like, reading the paper. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate you. <laughs> insight into my life. What are you whispering about over there? Uh, you. <laughs> so, anyway. Ideas. Thank so, you. So Let's move on. To be clear, I didn't call in to defend the Obama administration or even advocate for institutionalized democratic politics. Uh, my, my main reason for calling in is to give a little more context uh, for Bernie Sanders and the Bernie Sanders movement. And I do use movement as the appropriate term for it. Because Bernie Sanders is someone that, speaking personally, is someone that follows politics like you guys follow sports, pretty much. Right. Uh, I have been. What a do you fan say? We're a bunch of jocks. You don't. All right, go ahead. I've been a fan of Bernie Sanders since like the late '90s. I mean, since he was like mayor of Burlington, Vermont. As a like, wow, really, Trump? What a great, what a great guy. What a, what an amazing breath of fresh air, just honesty and integrity within politics, which that you just don't find, right? I mean, there's a great Rolling Stones article Matt Tiabi did. What are you talking uh, about? That you just like, described Trump. That's the same thing that Trump supporters <laughs> say about him. Oh, exactly the same, really. Uh, you have uh, there, there was this Matt Tiabi article that was basically like the last honest man in Washington, or something along those lines. And yeah, I, I might be paraphrasing, but but it's an incredible article because it basically Bernie Sanders like takes uh, Matt Tiabi out to uh, around uh, the Senate, like, "Hey, live, just walk with me for the day." Right. And he walks him around to all the different committees and whatever. I was like, oh, yeah, these guys, they do nothing like they show up, order a sandwich and then like they adjourn the meeting. You know, <laughs> like that level of just like, wow, like he's like, open, like pulling up behind the curtain and being like, yeah, this is, you know, total BS. My words, not his. Right. And <laughs> and it, it's an incredible article because it's who does that? Like nobody does that. Right. Everyone's afraid of like repercussions or whatever, which Bernie Sanders gives zero fucking bucks. Yeah, basically. And that's the kind of guy he is. He actually has the respect of a lot of people because of that. Because, you know, you can say a lot of things about, you know, partisanship and like this and that or whatever. But integrity is integrity. Right. right? I think people latch on to the integrity. They, they see someone who's telling the truth and that, that resonates with them. So for me, that, the thing that resonated <laughs> most with me as Bernie Sanders is, is integrity, as well as the fact that basically our politics 97% align. Okay, right. well, that's cool. When he announced that he was running, the three things that came to mind was, A, oh, my God, that's awesome. B, wow, uh, I can't believe he would put himself through that. <laughs> and C, oh my, he could actually win. Yeah. 
Once you feel and like he can actually win, it's it gets scary, and you're like, wow, absolutely we can, frightening. We could actually m- maybe do this. This is nuts, and we could still do it. You know, not I'm not uh, you don't mean being to throw propaganda out here. It's fucking close. It's fucking close. It's closer it's, than people think. It's closer than people believe. think. I mean, would like, you believe that? Con- on, would Connor, you agree with tell that? Connor? The truth, Connor. I, I think you it's, know the real story. I, I, know think, <laughs> I think he's he's unlikely to win the nomination, but I think that it is definitely closer than the media makes it out. I mean, Massachusetts, he he lost by one point four percent. Hillary beat Obama there by uh, 16, 17 percent. Right. I mean, did you, like, uh, yeah, did yeah, you guys points. look at, uh, Connor, did you look at the map of Western Massachusetts, which you predicted would go uh, to Bernie Sanders? And for whatever reason, do you think it's it goes, I mean, if you look at the map of counties, which yeah. there's, there are just, there's maybe 200, I want to say, just glancing at the map, the entire Western Massachusetts, oh, until yeah. you get to like where it touches New York State, is all, all Sanders called. Uh, and do you think that's a racial thing? Do you think, it, or you think uh, it's more of a, a politics? I think thing? it's more of a class thing. I think that, like, if you look at Massachusetts, Bernie won every income group uh, under a hundred thousand dollars right. a year. So what? What does Massachusetts have? It has a lot of rich liberals, and rich liberals fucking hate Bernie Sanders. Like uh, that, they might say yeah. they like him. They go into the you know the the ballot box and they vote for Hillary. Yeah. So Bernie is cleaning up. Uh, people making under fifty grand a year. Do you think that it, uh, right. translates that's to Oklahoma? Is yeah, that, that's, what, that's what happened to Oklahoma. Or it's not just Absolutely. because there's no black people yeah. live there. Uh, I mean, he's do, he's doing terribly <laughs> with, with with black voters, but I think there's a, yeah. a lot of reasons for that. It's not because you know black people don't care about socialism. That's bullshit. That's not what's happening. Oh, so, they don't all take a bus to the voting poll together bl- and bl- vote at the same time. <laughs> black, like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like people think that there's like you know when black, black people are, vote. Yeah, like it's a single thing. What I mean, black black voters tend to be more working class and they tend to be more supportive of labor unions. They tend to be more, more anti-war, more redis- you know supportive of redistributive policy uh, policies. But you know, for other reasons, they're they're lining up behind Hillary Clinton. Right. Well, and, and I hate I really hate to reduce anyone to you know race, creed, color, or status. But on the whole, the African American voting community tends to be very loyal as well. Oh yeah. Yes, they're party stalwart. Yeah. They're party stalwart demographic. Then I must be African American. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's they have uh, people have long memories and. Uh, Whatever, for whatever the reason, part, the Democratic they're in Party in love has, with Bill Clinton. They love him. Well, Bill Bill Clinton didn't do much for black people, but you know the Democratic Party has made, but he's so handsome. Gains. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> it's <laughs> and ultimately so they don't know Bernie. The, yeah, that's like, the thing. You know, the, a lot of people yeah. don't. The, really, you know, support- I was surprised. You know, we would you agree that uh, both you guys that we kind of you know maybe on Facebook or whatever we live in kind of an echo chamber. Fine, I kind of yeah. don't want to believe it, but it, it, I have I have not I have not one. Facebook friend out of maybe a thousand who is is like Trump 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 no one right and but then you go outside of that and you see what's going on and you're like wow you know where are these votes coming from I don't know anyone who's 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 into this some of those guys play poker right here buddy yeah Yeah. oh man you should have heard Fudd's phone call today the the average American does not read nearly as much news as as you know you do my my friend called me the other day and or texted me in uh, two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, I think this guy's, well, maybe he's not so much on the ball. And he's like, oh, you know, something about uh, the election. And he's like, who are you voting for? And I told him, and he's like, who's that? And I'm like, I, I wanted to <laughs> what? jump he out a window. No, he must have been fucking No, he was not no, I think he's fucking with me. Truth. And he's from New York, and he doesn't know who Bernie is. He never even heard of the guy. That's so impossible. imagine in the South. It, it's not impossible, Brian. People don't know who he is. In the South, they think and he's got to do things with chicken. Not everybody's sitting, <laughs> sitting online watching CNN, watching the 
news, watching see, Facebook. They know, not right. everyone. You know, a lot of it is is that the uh, you know I think the term is internet penetration. Uh, it's yeah. basically like states that have the <laughs> like broadband access that most internet users and the South has the like the lowest in the country. Yeah. So it's like, right. and where is Bernie? Where are people hearing about him? Where people on the internet? He's like, not on the front page of whatever right, papers. The front on, page on down says, there. "Hey, some loser, old man's running. He, <laughs> he doesn't stand a chance." Or some yeah, old man yells a clip. Right. I mean, ask any comedian that ever was on the Tonight Show once what that did for them. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, cool. That's one time. And also, yeah, I know. Right. I know that name. Maybe. It's also fair to say he hasn't been a, a, a Democrat for very. Uh, no. Register is a Democrat for very long. Correct. Right. Yeah, that's true. And About the, a year. The Clintons were trying to hit him with that, but that just makes him far more appealing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, I, to, I don't to me, recognition attack line as uh, a lot of people seem to think it is, but I think it is completely valid that a lot of people don't follow this as closely as uh, some of us do. Like, for instance, this is something like I'm even in non-election years. I follow this stuff constantly. Versus uh, the most name masochist. I don't know. Like, you know, I really keep close track of this. He's also it's not just that they don't know who he is. He's running against like what the, the most famous politician right. in the world, right. the most right. name machine, the most yeah. established establishment. Yeah, like <laughs> right. if he was We're running... talking Democratic royalty here. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Right. You think, right. Mario, Absolutely. that's exactly yeah. right, and that's right. why you should be, you know. Kind of pissed off or, uh, that we're electing kings, right? It's, it's, it's so imperial. It's imperial, right? <laughs> it's just another Al- step in a long on, chain uh, of events that will lead into some utopia once we're dead. Oh, Hillary, long I got to say, here's another thing. <laughs> Alana Schuback on the chat box saying, uh, "You don't, hey. think the, you don't think the fact that he's a Jew hurt him in the south?" <laughs> now she's a Jewish woman. You so know, she's allowed to. You say You know what I think about that, Alana? Is I think that uh, I'm sure it was some residual anti-Semitism, but I think a, more of it was that you know when they ran Lieberman, uh, they were playing up how religious Lieberman was, even though oh, he was yeah, a Jew. Oh yeah, yeah, right. So I think that pe- re- I think religious people, uh, especially in so the southern Southern Democrats, are more religious than Democrats elsewhere. And I think so. I think that they might be actually turned off not by Bernie's yeah. Judaism, but by the fact that he's not religious. Right. Exactly. You know. I, you know I, yeah, it's, it's funny. I really, to me. I really thought the <laughs> uh, the Jewish thing would hurt him, and I don't think it's hurting him at all. Aside from the Jewish thing, it's maybe that maybe the way, the, the way he talks, like, like uh, Connor says, the ambivalence towards religion mm-hmm. would hurt him more. Than yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I had a friend that lived in Saudi Arabia for years, and he said that uh, Saudis, where they really, they actually had a lot of respect for the small Christian community there, but uh, you know, atheists they just despised. Right. Really? You know, so Listen, we, just, uh, we just, if you don't think we can elect somebody who's, who's unelectable, we uh, a black guy. Was just the president for eight years, and eight, his name eight, is, his eight name years. is Hussein. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, right that is right. crazy. Is that, That's is that crazy right. town? And does that have everything to do with the Republican backlash now, or they're like, never again? Well, what, what do you, I wanted to ask Connor about this. The uh-huh. voter turnout, obviously, is a big thing here now too. In the primaries, oh, the Democrats are way down. Terrible. Republicans coming out in force because you know hate is a bit and fear is a big motivator. And if you who said it today, if you uh, if you don't hate, you have to deal with the pain. And the Republicans don't want to deal with the pain. They're coming out in force, and the Democrats are laying back because they're not as inspired as a guy by like, Barack Obama. It's not time yet, right? It, well, it's not time yet. When no, is it going to be the, time? No, the when Democratic the general election comes. <laughs> the Democrat, it's time. The Democratic Party is in, is in deep deep trouble, and they're and they're they're in total fucking denial. You don't have to listen to a commie like me. Matt Iglesias of Vox wrote a really great article a few months ago called "The Democrats Are in Denial." They're basically being 
slaughtered across the country. Democrats control what is it like a third of the state houses in in the country right now? Uh, they are the Republicans have the largest congressional majority they've held since the I think early or late fifties. Like the Democratic Party is just actually even if you're just not even talking about good or bad Democrats, they're just fucked right yeah, now. I would, they, they're well, fucked. Well, all right. I think I, I actually have a point to speak to that, if I may. Good. Uh, and and that is that. Right now, so momentum and the, is largely driven by the media. The media creates a story, it crafts a narrative. You know whether it's it's on a reactive role or an active role. You can have your own arguments as far as that goes. But the media crafts a lot of what is known as momentum. Right now, everything is the the, the, the like I said, the three ring circus that is the Republican nominee, and for good reason as well. Uh, but if you talk to a lot of people, and I do talk to a lot of people that are not just my internet asshole friends uh, that I love very hey. much. And they don't, they hardly know that there's a Democratic primary going at all. Everyone just assumes that, Hillary, oh, Hillary Clinton is the nominee, right? And they're like, oh, well, what can we do to stop Trump? I'm like, well, first of all, you can vote in your goddamn primary or your caucus. So you can, you can start with that because we haven't even gotten to the point of getting nominees yet. But people don't know that because it's not a convenient story to tell. And yeah. it's not that there's a conspiracy. Like, everyone's like, oh, it's a conspiracy against my kid. No, it's not. Don't flatter yourself. It's just that Trump sells ad space. Trump sells newspapers. Trump no. sells commercials. Trump gets people fucking watching, whether they love him or hate him. And they, they get people watching. So that's a more compelling narrative and better for the profit-driven news situation. Yeah, uh, but I also think I also think the Democratic Party is just it's basically I mean pushing Hillary Clinton. I mean I think the eight years of Obama has just really depoliticized millions of people. I mean mm. the yeah. the Southern uh, primary uh, the South, South Carolina primary uh, people were wondering why uh, the turnout of white voters in the Democratic primary was almost it was like forty percent lower than it was. In 2008, and uh, so they theorized that a lot of those people just stayed home, or they they voted for Trump. So I mean, I I guess I just I they ain't voting for Trump. I think that the Republican Ooh. Party is mobilizing people. The Democratic Party is alienating people. And I could well, if if I look, look at it this way. Look at back to 2008. We had eight. Conan, go ahead. Hello. Hey, hey Conan, are you still there? <clears throat> Wait. Yeah, it's up church. Shit. Hey, Mike. Conan, give on. me. Conan, Conan off the air. We're fired. Out. It's okay, I guess. Okay, no, no, no you're there. Cool. Conan, you're still okay. there. Hold on. Just okay. give me one second to figure this out. Something happened. Why can't I add the phone? God damn it. Great. I've been bumped for uh, Mike for up, Donald Trump. Mike up, Chooch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do this. Hold on, up, Chooch. Hold on, Conan. Oh, no. I think I Hello? just hung up on Conan. Fuck. Wait. Well, he was getting could, too windy. I could add him. <laughs> Conan, call back. Let me who's. Who's running this chicken shit outfit? Listen, man, <laughs> I, I got like an Atari twenty six hundred and. and <laughs> Let's hear your radio Jesus show, cocksucker. Although I, it was really, it was lovely to catch up with your wife because she's a, she's a lovely person. I, yeah, I, much I prefer talking to her than you. Mike asked me for the number. I accidentally gave my home phone number out on the chat <laughs> oh, box, and I nearly had a heart attack looking at it. I'll I was be laughing my ass. I'll off. be changing that no, tomorrow. No, no. <laughs> That's fucking great. I can't wait uh, to hear the calls that Colette gets. It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's going to be great. I call Colette all the time. <laughs> I used to be able to add numbers. <laughs> What's up, Mike? Uh, you know. Mike Upchurch, uh, originally from, where are you originally from? North Carolina? North Carolina. Now, how's your How's your state doing? Why aren't you down there uh, canvassing? You're in California, uh, sunning yourself. I, 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 listen, the, the North Carolina Republican Party has turned that place into a fucking cesspool 
through gerrymandering, and uh, it it breaks my heart. They and did it, was, it, but, it was, uh, but that, they did it really yeah, quickly it's too. Hard, it's horrible. And it yeah. was yeah, it was historically a pretty liberal bastion, wasn't it? Well, that that's just it. It was considered the liberal bastion of the South, which is not saying much. Didn't still, Virginia vote for Obama? It, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it went purple. Yeah, it went purple. Uh, but, but, but that—that's neither here nor there. That, it's a let's face it. It's a red state. Uh, it's only it's only liberal compared with fucking South Carolina, which uh, I wish they would have succeeded when they fired on Fort Sumter. We'd all be better off. <laughs> um, but no, listen. I, I called because it was a really interesting conversation around Jesse Jackson and Howard Dean and. But but what uh, what uh, the point I wanted to make was the elephant in the room is and this is a catch twenty two for American socialists. For Don't say that about Chris Christie. Elephant- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> don't don't fat shame. Don't fat shame. I have yet to see I have yet to see an elephant pull its pants up to its armpit. <laughs> <laughs> But, but but the point is, and this is relevant to Jesse Jackson's campaign, Howard Dean's campaign, it's relevant all the way back to Goldwater. The elephant in the room is money in politics. The more money that got in politics, the farther right that we went. Sure. The conservative movement started because the Democrats had such a huge fundraising advantage because they had all the labor unions on their side, which then were really powerful. So the Republicans decided what we'll do is we'll scare the shit out of all the idiots in the country uh, by saying we're going to take away your guns and your Jesus, and they'll uh, and they'll throw a lot of money our way. And and they already had big business on their side thanks to Goldwater, who so, Hillary campaigned for, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, the bu- it, business it, it lined really, up. It really didn't matter. It really didn't matter what Jesse Jackson said or Howard Dean said. It, it was a fait accompli that uh, the Democratic <laughs> Party was going to move to the right because of money. Yeah. Too many people... There's too much influence. Too much money. Yeah, you can't... But the problem you, is, in a capitalist country, how the fuck do you ever change that? You socialize the voting process and get rid of the, uh, the well, big money. You stop taking money for super PACs. As soon as I'm done with this campaign, I'll do it. How is that candidate How is that candidate ever going to win an election well, I, when this, they get completely drowned by money because there are too many people with too much money. Well, Connor has an answer. Even more. Yeah, well, th- it's really, that's a good point. This is really point. for Connor because this is a conversation Connor and I haven't got, gotten to have. That, that's a good uh, point. But, and, uh, you know, yeah. you, we want to be cautious about this idea that I, I don't think you can have a society where, you know, the vast majority have, you know, jack shit and then the tiny elite have billions and not have, you know, quote unquote money in politics. So I think that what. I think the best thing, the best way, to, obviously you want to support reforms like Bernie's to get money out of politics, but I think the the best thing to do to combat that is to have a, a labor movement resurgence. Like, I, I just, I don't think there's any way out of this hole but, but, without but, that. But, that's, but, but Connor, Connor, that's my point, is that what's left of the labor movement stands to make money also by participating in this process. I mean, yeah, I know that Bernie's gotten a lot of support from, from labor. Damn it, I can't do it. Can't run a radio radio show. show. (laughs) Go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Mike, still there? Mike, you there? Mike Upchurch? Mike and Ron Konkaba. I just hung up on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Conan, call back. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, You know, there's a problem. Usually when someone calls, if if either of you guys are calling from a Skype number, don't do that. 
apparently I can't have a Skype caller and a phone caller. Well, well while we're time. waiting, there's one thing I wanted to say, and this is one thing that kind of scares me about Clinton and goes a bit against Mario's view on this, is that, you know, I thought that when Bernie ran, I was like, well, worst, worst thing that happens, you know, he's going to, he'll still move the, the Democrats and move Clinton to the left. But actually, I think what we've seen is actually, instead of moving Clinton to the left, it's caused her to come right out and say, you know, you know what? Fuck you. Single payer is never going to happen. And everything you're saying is a pipe dream. Things are going to, you know, she's lowering expectations. She's managing expectations down, which is what the elite have been doing since the days of Jimmy Carter. So I, I actually don't think that Bernie is moving the party to the <laughs> left. I think he's, yeah. but, but he's doing something else good, which is he's forcing the party to take off the mask. You know, they, the, the Democrats still pretend like they're this New Deal party. They're not. So Bernie is forcing Democrats to show the public that, you know what, they don't care about right. this Right. I shit. mean, if he wasn't the candidate, would they even be debating these things on the stage? No. No. They, I, There's I, no I, chance. No chance at all. Hey, Conan's back. I am. Hey. Hey, Conan. Hey, I got Conan. my Conan. upchurch sorry. on hold. I'm sorry. Yeah, for some sorry. reason, I can't keep both of you on at the same time. And, I don't know what happened. It, it, when... It's the story of my life. I'm, I'm about to make like the best point of the call. And, <laughs> and upchurch, we apologize. Give, give us a second same, shot, too, in a minute. Hang on. But, Conan, the, go ahead. The same thing happens on Chris Matthews. It's okay. Fuck that guy. That right. guy's a herb. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Dick Van Dyke on it. his show talking about Bernie Sanders. Dick Van Dyke is 92 years old. <laughs> right. He's right. got right. all his marbles. He tells him about his, you know, what, why he's never supported a political candidate before he goes on he, t he goes through all the lists of, of why he thinks bernie's great and chris matthews goes could you do a fucking tap dance for us right now <laughs> sing a song sing sing a song and dick van dyke god bless him he's 92 years old goes and sings the fucking song i wanted to jump oh through my, my screen god. and strangle that red-faced heart attack <laughs> motherfucker we, actually, we were watching that live at thundersnow it was a hardball i got a hardball for you <laughs> Sam Schulten. I was sitting there. I couldn't Douche. believe what I was watching. I was like, wow. I mean, because that guy's an ass. Like, he's flat. He's always been an ass. Uh, and he, like, makes a good point now and again, but it's like, it's, he's a freaking diamond in the rough, right? Yeah, it's that's like, great. Dance for us, old man. Horn. Fuck you. Dick Van Dyke should have been like, fuck you. Took his cock out and smacked it in He didn't actually <laughs> dance, though. Please tell me he didn't. He just... No, he sang. He sang. Oh, that's he, still like, demeaning. He, he's a song and dance man. It was, crying out loud. He literally, there, was, there was no segue. So he's like, gross. that's right, great. Right. Um, it's, so, like, it's so weird. You know what song I love? saying, show me your tits or something. It's just so vulgar. Right, it's completely vulgar. And he looks... What's he say? He was 92, John? I think so. 90. And he looks, he still looks like Dick Van Dyke. So, Conan, make your point. He's, he can, like, so first of all, he conducted himself like a goddamn gentleman, which is the point, and which is something Chris Matthews is a, it's a goddamn foreign concept to that fucking drunk asshole. Anyway, so <laughs> the one that was, what I was trying to make before the, the, the derivation with, with Mike Upchurch, I'm sorry too, I've dumped off the phone, but one good turn deserves another. Just make the is point. That <laughs> the media narrative is an important thing, right? So now the big thing is like, oh, Hillary Clinton, she's the nominee, she's the nominee, she's not the nominee. If you look at the much vaunted 538, which, by the way, I like, but I have problems with, so I, I look at them as a media source, but they're not the be all end all of it. They're not. They're very and good. They're not, they're yeah. not very, very good political good. scientists. I mean, they, I, one of them said something like, huh, look at this. Bernie is. He's losing liberals, but he's winning moderates. That, that doesn't make sense. That can't be right. Yeah. Like they just right. can't. They think of the in these t these Black cliche terms. Like they can't understand that someone might not be you know have the the, the politics of a you know a Sarah Lawrence graduate, but they might be for labor unions and single payer health care and call themselves a moderate. Yeah. So the other thing five thirty eight does is what do, what do they do? They they take a look at surveys of public opinion and they say here's where it is. And then they say, here's what's likely to happen. Then public opinion changes or stays the same. A new survey comes out, and they say, oh, well, now we say 
this is likely to happen. So, I mean, it's useful, but, you know, it's not the end all be all. Shouldn't we all listen to yeah. Nate Silver, or is that, <laughs> is that bullshit? Natron? I mean, they're good, but it's like, it's like with anything, is that take any source that you hear about anything with a grain of salt, because the, it, nobody is the ultimate authority on anything. The, those and guys you, in the, vo- I am. the Vox guys have been, been kind of <laughs> politely going after Jacobin because we kind of were calling them out on their bullshit. So I, I'm finding kind of interesting how much they kind of rest on their laurels. Yeah, but isn't that weird that like a bunch of intellectuals can get together and say, "Hey, this Vox article is cool, and this one sucks." And the and if you say one sucks, all of a sudden you're at war. Like it, it doesn't make sense. Like, can we have a conversation? It doesn't. It doesn't. I, I'm, it, it I'm fine. Being and a real quick, I like some so of them. So I can get the fuck out of here and, and let you guys get on with the show. Uh, the media narrative with Massachusetts, which was uh, you know whatever something like. One point three points, or something along those lines, of a win that wasn't expected for Hillary. Okay, in a map that already, if you even look at five thirty-eight, that was the only one that Hillary won that was not predicted. But that said, if the situations were reversed in Minnesota, where it was sixty-one point six percent Bernie and thirty to thirty-eight point four percent Hillary Clinton in Graham Hick territory, that doesn't even warrant a mention. And in Colorado, where it's fifty nine percent, Colorado swing state, right? Versus an actual swing state. That was a, an afterthought. Well, I, I I disagree though. That Hillary was expected to win Massachusetts. She was expected to win it by like eight to ten points. What, so what she won it by? She won it by one point four. Competitive <laughs> later on that it even was in the conversation. Right. Right. But, uh, wh- then you get in a situation where, oh, well, she won, so that's a huge, resounding victory. No, it's not. She won by 16 points last time, yeah. man. But, and the other thing, the other swing state, the really important swing state is Colorado, which was 59% Bernie to 40% Clinton. Right. So, Those are huge. If that happened the other way around, are you fucking kidding it would me? Be, we would hear yeah. wall to wall coverage. You would, you would. I mean, where is she winning? She's winning. Uh, she's not the only big win she's had in the South uh, in Iowa, she almost certainly lost the popular vote, but they won't report that. They report delegates on yeah. that. They tied. Uh, New Hampshire, she got her ass kicked. In Las Vegas, she was expected to have a huge win. She won by five points. Right. Everywhere else, it's 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 the it's the fucking South. I took the Rams by six in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> so Bernie won big in Colorado. Yeah, right. he won very. So I have two solutions that will help you guys have put Bernie in office. Shoot. All right, all right. Shoot. All right. Here are Mario's solutions to legalize marijuana for recreational use everywhere. That's part of his And platform. we will have the great socialist party or the great independent. Labor Party. Obviously, you're want. not. You know, <laughs> right? You're not paying two, attention. One of the issues he's championed is, you know, not having people half the fucking population in goddamn prison. That's correct. Right. And two, dress him up in a white suit and give him a little white goatee and promise a bucket of chicken oh, in every Jesus box. God. Oh, and then we'll get the oh, uneducated. Oh no! Wait, that was believe. a valid political statement. Patrick a chicken in every pot. Yeah. Who won the presidency with that statement? Which is his microphone? <laughs> so bad. Eisenhower. Who <laughs> Truman? Uh, God, uh, here's something. Has don't ever, ever, ever bring up fried chicken on my show ever again. I'll throw you right out of here. There's no way. Okay, fried chicken is delicious. How do you write the context? Context, my friend. How do you write that down? And in the middle of writing it down, go. This is a good. It's a good idea. Right. Right. I just came up with that off the top of my head. Go good. Ad libbing. I think I'm ready to get kicked out of Jack. And again, no, no, you're fine. And again, it's not. It's not fried chicken. I apologize to the audience. People who smoke weed love fried chicken. I got. I I get turning his mic off. (laughs) No, don't do that. I like this. Yeah, I'll do you. It's having nothing with fried chicken. That that was the the point that I really want to get at. That if you listen to the media, it's Clinton's already been anointed. She's already got her crown, and that it's oh, how do we stop Trump now? It's 
it's not fucking over yet, assholes. Right. No matter how much you want. It's, it's, it's not over. Conan, Conan, like I said before, you're not going to know uh, until the the, the the party in um, the convention in July. Well, we're we're going to have. And also, so, and la- last thing, last thing, I swear. No, go oh, for it. Come on, get off the air. No, Conan, go ahead. <laughs> I do want to ask uh, Conan. You could talk forever. I mean, uh, it's going to happen. Okay. But uh, how come? How come, uh, Conan? Do you know how come we uh, we can't vote first? New York and California. No. Why not? Why not? It's a matter of population, right? Well, and the reason why is money, because it would be okay. too expensive to campaign in those states. Really, I, and and that would actually favor Hillary Clinton. I, I don't get to vote till like 2018. in The primary. It sucks. He, he's got. I know. He, he's We're got in a, like July. And or now, by the time these giant, gigantic states with all these delegates, New York and California, get to vote in the primary. You would think that a, uh, a a winner has emerged, which is bullshit. I think Bernie right. could clean up in in California. He's okay. got the backing of the nurses' he union. Absolutely will. The nurses' like, union I, is a major if force. Ma- if it makes it all the way, I guarantee you, he will do very, very okay. well. And I have a question for everyone. I don't know the answer to this. Come the convention, if if the popular vote is closer, if the popular vote leans towards Bernie, would the superdelegates swing? If the popular vote is, have they ever gone against the popular vote? Is one of well, I mean, there's this whole sixty-eight. Scenario, but I, I think that I, I think that if the, if Bernie went in and could have an, a lead in pledge delegates, and you know he had a clear lead in pledge delegates, even if it wasn't much, I think the Democratic. I mean, they still would not want to fucking give him that nomination. <laughs> but what would happen is that I think that thousands of people, like you know, I I certainly would go. I would go to the convention and be there to be like, hey, give him the fucking. I nomination. think they lean. I, I would think they'd lean towards the popular. Come the time of the convention. Yeah, but they still really don't want want that guy. This is what the Republicans are faced with. Right now, the same thing. They don't want to give Trump the nomination, and they're they're pulling an interesting uh, uh, rule to do that, which is that he's killing all these candidates, but he's not breaking because it's three people. The majority. He's not getting fifty percent, so they're going to try and claim, oh, he didn't get fifty percent. So. Dave Westchester, what's up, Dave? <laughs> the last thing is that I want to say that, and there's a big fight. Oh, well, you know, Hillary will just pick Bernie as his VP. He'd be wasted as VP. He's better off in the. Yeah, Senate. it's not gonna he's happen. An, he's an old cat. He like he's he's gonna die with his boots on. He's 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 a warrior, right? right. He I, has. There is no incentive whatsoever for him to drop out of the of the nominating process before the convention. He has every reason to stay in and he fucking will. And I I love him for it. He should, but let's we need that. Let's be clear though that he's got to start winning huge victories from here on out to have a realistic huge. chance. This weekend he's huge. got to win Kansas, Nebraska and Maine. He's got to win them by a lot. So if he if he can't win these things by a lot, I, I I don't think he can catch up. But he should still stay in because he's rejuvenating a socialist politics. He is putting things on the table. He and I think he has a chance. It's slight, but he has a chance. So Connor, I wanted to ask you a question. I thought yeah. perhaps it might be that was supposed to be my last thing. All right, sure. thank you, Conan. Appreciate it, man. Good <laughs> job, Thanks, Conan. Sorry about yeah, that drop I, before. I can hang out. If you, <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later, man. See ya. <laughs> no, so long. Conan, great job, man. I appreciate it. Conan, Conan Neutron Thanks, with. Bye, Love boss. Yourself. Don't forget to write. Excellent insight <laughs> there. Fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Send that guy a Physically bucket of chicken. impossible and morally suspect. Conan and uh, and Mike Upchurch doing a great job there with their insight. Good questions. Yeah, good, good, good. Conan. Uh, you know, Conan's good. Conan's good at that stuff. He knows yes. what he's talking about. Rangers win, beat the Capitals yeah. three to two. Thank you. Best so, team in hockey. See you later. So, <laughs> Connor, I wanted to ask you the question. Perhaps this might be the bigger question of, of everything we spoke about tonight. Isn't it? 
Isn't it less <laughs> about... Tree posting a picture of Columbo on the... <laughs> One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Ask your question. I was taking a picture of all of us. Great job, awesome. Conan. Great job. And the question okay. is, is um, isn't it more of important of an issue about the congressional race than the presidential race? Isn't that what really makes this country work in the end? Or fail? Is that another distraction, maybe? No, I don't think it's a distraction at all. I mean, I think that the fact that we all... It's a problem that we don't have a parliamentary system so that we end up... We vote every two years for all these different parts, and we might vote for one set. We might vote for one way to the right, and another set, people get sick of that You know, that crowd. They vote to the left. You know, so, it, yeah. It, my, my point is that, like, a, a president is essentially a figurehead, and, and to some degree, they're an executive. To some degree. You know, so really, the, the whole the working parts of this whole country are in Congress, and so I, I'd be more concerned about who gets voted in and out of there. But you know, you should be. That's the that's thing. It. No, that's true. But then again, we don't want to buy into this thing because, you know, liberals use this to excuse Obama's worthlessness. They say, well, right. what can a president do? What can a president can do a whole fucking lot? Like, even I'll give this to Obama uh, this week. He just made some really good appointments to uh, the national labor relations board some people that you know we would probably agree with on a lot of things and that those are people that hillary clinton probably would not appoint uh that bernie sanders you know would make better appointments than that so i the president can do a hell, whole hell of a lot and they set foreign policy too and you could veto stuff that's big hillary clinton is just so we're clear she is significantly to the right of obama on foreign policy right Sick is there a pre- is there a uh president who is to the left of hillary clinton a past president like who's the last on foreign policy yeah jesus i mean i think that like she's pretty fucking right wing like who's, I, who's a republican who's to the left of hillary clinton who's, gerald ford hands right. down how about eisenhower uh yeah. i mean like no he's leading we're getting there we're getting there she's really she she's really fucking bad I mean, she's basically making overtures to Israel that, like, you know, we've got, we've got your, you know, we've got, I, you, we'll support you. Well, that's, that's the that's, most that's crazy fucking right wing edge. Of brought Israel. up on the chat box too is that uh, Bernie's Jewish support might not be so strong because he's like kind of hasn't said anything really about Israel. I don't know that I've seen, but I'm sure he's. He used know, to be. He used to be better on Israel. He used to be far more critical of Israel, and right. he's kind of like, you know, Bernie's become more and more over the years a more national figure. So now you you won't quite hear it, but you know, Norman Finkelstein the great uh you know i well i have some some criticism of him but you know the he's a anti-zionist activist or um, i guess that's not quite correct he's uh he's a pro-palestinian activist i think that might be the most correct way to say it. and he is like yeah vote vote for bernie he will be significantly better than than hillary he's a not lot perfect. of liberal uh jewish politicians tend to take a really hard line in israel because they oh, know yeah. they'll get that like uh, chuck schumer this scumbag and he said, "Do you think Chuck Schumer's a scumbag? I, oh, he's a scumbag. I can't stand oh, he's really? a scumbag. Yeah, he's First protecting. Class. He's really? protecting the hedge fund manager tax loophole right now. He's the next guy. Who's the Who's the uh, attorney general of, of New York? Ah, geez, what's his name? Barshir or something? What's his name? No, no, Elliot's uh, <laughs> No, he's an Indian dude. This guy, he's he." Schumer's next, buddy. If you're listening to the show, which I know you do every week, we got your number, buddy. <laughs> We're yeah. gunning for you. Shelly, you hear me? Yeah, call in. Republican, Democrat, Bruno. Uh, Shelly Silver, you're all going to jail. Fuck you. This guy's on a mission. There's not many worthwhile Democrats in the Senate. <laughs> you know, it's it's like Sherrod Brown is one. Uh, Elizabeth, you know, he he endorsed Clinton, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, she's okay. I mean, like, it, yeah. it's a pretty. She's I'm okay. Sorry, she's a, great. What she's do you great, think about she, it? If, she's if, great for right. the Democrats. She's fantastic for the Democrats. But you know, she. I would. I what are your problems with Elizabeth Warren? Uh, she's. I mean, she was a Republican until what the late nineties. She's someone that very much believes in rule of law, right? So you know, yeah. get these regulations set, and that's that's that. And yeah, I'm, 
you know, I'm a socialist. I, I don't, you know, I care about those things, but, you know, I, I like Bernie because he's someone from an, a, a genuine new left activist background um, who became a politician. I'm assuming you're, you're an AP student. An AP student? Yeah, in high school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was an APC. I was not that. I was Tommy's blown away by your intelligence. I, He's never seen anything like it. I was not that. <laughs> I'm a high school dropout. Not on this show. <laughs> I'm a high school dropout. So. I was pretty apolitical. Oh, really? I was pretty apolitical. I remember telling. Oh, my, you're a high school dropout. I am. Really? I never knew I that. I went to five wow. colleges, but I dropped out of high school. Huh. Hey, I got left back in the eighth grade. Hey, did you? World. Yeah. Come on, Brian. You're a sharp uh, by the way, dude. I just want to add, John. Yeah, well, you know, I cut. I cut. I was never in. I never went to class. You were out skateboarding. I was. He's throwing his bike over the fence. Queens I just wanted to add the reason why I'm a high school dropout is because I literally slept through my last year in high school, and they were like, "You have to repeat if you're going to make it." You slept through the whole thing, and then so. you thought you were going to be like Duff McKagan and <laughs> go out on tour and everything. <laughs> I, did, I did. Yeah. Well, you I took you, you got your you got your high school. I got my jed, yeah. Okay. I got my jed. Okay. okay. I fucking slept through. I I was actually thinking about this. There was like three classes in high school. I I don't remember at all, and I remember just going in, and falling asleep, and that's it. Yep. I just don't even. I don't it's know too if early, I took man. tests. That's just way too so, early. Yeah, it was like seven thirty for us. Yeah, you know what the saddest thing to me about the well, besides the country going to shit, if Bernie. Like doesn't win, is is that he will fade into obscurity and and his name will be synonymous with the Gary Hart's, the Dukakis. No, no, no. Here's why. Eugene Debs. Here's why. Well, Eugene Debs <laughs> was a great guy. Than Al Gore. Uh, no, here's why you're wrong. Because here here's what's different about Bernie is that the the challenger to the Democratic establishment candidate uh, every year, the pr- main challenger has always been the quote unquote wine track candidate and that's someone who represents politics preferred by wealthy liberals but they don't have a working class base that's Hart, you know the atari democrats that is um fucking uh, bill bradley that is i'm sorry to say that's dean that was also obama but what happened with obama is he managed to do something that the you know other people couldn't do which is that he pushed policies that wealthy liberals liked, but he got a, a huge segment of the working class to turn out and vote for him, and that was getting the African-American vote. So what we're witnessing here is Bernie is actually getting killed on the wealthy liberal vote. And now we're switching it to where the establishment candidate, Hillary Clinton, is winning the wealthy liberal vote. And I wonder if from now on that's what's going to be, is that the establishment dim candidate wins the wealthy liberal vote and has a strong identity politics appeal. So I think you look at someone uh, like, what's their name, the Castro brothers in Texas, um, you know, you're going to start seeing these kind of more runs for these establishment figures that have these kind of center-right economic uh, program, but they have a strong identity politics appeal to get working-class voters to come out and and support them. Well, this is the problem. Isn't that just going to be a perpetual thing now because if if you people if the, are waking if, up to if it. the economic system doesn't change doesn't the machine just go in a circle and it just gets worse and worse if someone like bernie doesn't get elected now i fear that we're going to be 50 years away from don't even think, getting to what he's talking about yeah but then it'll be a bernie with an ak-47 for everybody uh, well let's hope <laughs> not. no no let's hope not. but also it's mad also about, max wasteland oh, no no i'm in a good way an ak to storm the the white house and everything. <laughs> what do you think well, now that you mentioned that joking around though what do you think about bernie's gun stuff because i i happen to believe like you know i'm for i see this everybody getting killed all the time right. and i'm for gun control but i'm also for kind of i'm not sure what his exact stance on it but i mean i've been to vermont a lot and in the woods and you from texas hunting yeah i think there maybe shouldn't be a federal i don't know how do you how do you parse between like living in the and on a farm and living on uh 86th street and fifth (laughs) avenue and walking around with a bazooka or ak-47 like stringent laws man shouldn't there be be different laws for like if you live in the country or if you live in the city by state by state then there are now Mm. 
you know, uh, yeah. Well, well, then then you're advocating for state laws, which is you know, get, you get into a tricky situation. Well, I, I, I the situation on that is uh, I do think that the the a number of guns is a huge part of the reason why why we have all these gun deaths. Right. But I think that's only a part of it. I think a big part of it is that we are a massively unequal society, uh, and that. Those things go together, man. Yep. Like my, my the gun's a great equalizer. Hey, man, you got you got a million dollars. I got a gun. You got a gun. Now we're equal. Yeah, I mean, my uh, a good friend of mine, Mark Ames, wrote a fantastic book that I hope everyone here will read. I swear to God, it'll change your life. It's called. I want to get your wife in here too Go. and read. I, read, I uh, her, have her book. Her book is fantastic. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. Her book called Class War by Megan Erickson. But uh, Mark Ames's book uh, is called Going Postal. And he what he did in 2005 is he went and he looked at the rise of workplace and school shootings, and as opposed to the theories we've heard on that, that like um, they just people went to these workplaces and they just started indiscriminately shooting everybody. He found when he looked at each situation, each person, you know, they were all a little kooky, but they had a specific workplace grievance. And what, why did these things start going up in the, you know, in the late seventies and eighties? Why did they start with the post office? The post office was the first major workplace in America to be neoliberalized. Uh, in response to a massive New York postal workers' strike, Nixon passed the Postal Reorganization Act, which forced the U.S. Postal Service to uh, not run a deficit, something that no other postal service until recently has to do in the world. So basically, the Postal Service was the first to kind of get this modern, you know, you know, this kind of modern neoliberal management. So they started, you know, they had grievances started cracking. And people started losing their shit and killing people. So Mark mm. basically ch- charts how he thinks you can't separate these things from what was happening in the economy. So Mark thinks that these shootings are basically like a slow motion revolt against right. neoliberalism. And I think it's pretty convincing. Yeah. So instead of like a, you know an army of guys showing up and revolting, yeah, it's just because it's, it's just in, just in a capitalist society, it's individualized, right? You're like you don't. This is what's so spe- spectacular about Bernie's. He's the first national politician since you know roosevelt to give a language to what people are going through right instead of being like well shit i guess you just need to get new skills you know you just got to get caught up with the knowledge economy he's giving a national language to people who don't really understand why their lives are so shitty and so i think that's what's so significant significant about him but so no i think what percentage of the country do you think that uh understands that you know the economy and the uh the class situation is the reason for people's actions. I, I think it's a small, but I think it's a fastly growing segment. Yeah. I okay. I mean, not that Jack been some bellwether on these things, but like, my God, we went from like nobody reading us to just just you know millions of people on our website and yeah. tens of thousands of paid subscriptions, and uh, it's pretty. That's incredible. why I drunkenly texted you and asked you to come in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm glad I <laughs> no, did. actually, I didn't look at the numbers at all. I was like, so, oh, I have a Connor come in. Then I looked at a, you know, I've, I've, I like the magazine anyway. But then when I looked at the page, I'm like, wow, they have sixty thousand Facebook guys. Yeah, it's gonna be great. This is gonna get two more listeners. Actually, I believe we have one hundred and thirty-five thousand Facebook. <laughs> wow. But, uh, what's the Twitter looking like? The last, that's what, and I'm sure Bernie that's both or... liberal and right wing. Now you do oh, this. Oh, you you do this thing, uh, I, uh, Connor. Tom, where, where I think you, it's mostly left. Where you. Uh, Take a Facebook, uh, Twitter, like quotes from people, and instead of uh, you know engaging them on Twitter, put it on Facebook and like LOL it. But are you done with the Twitter fights? Is it uh, you know? Oh, just, I I just get so sucked into that, right? Yeah. And I try and I try. I'd rather just. I would. I can't help myself. I can't, I can't hold my either. tongue. There's a friend of mine who's like a 
crazy, uh, you know, Christian. He's boycotting the Mets because they have lay, lesbian and gay nights. Oh, that guy. And I, <laughs> I defriended him like two years ago when he said that gays should be put to death. Oh, but no God. one will back me up. I will write things and and everyone just ignores me. I'll, I'll back, back you up on that guy. Also, I'll, sometimes we ignore the fights as a whole. Mario backed me up. I should right. take that back on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> That's the only place I can talk I'll call to that guy's name out right now. That guy's a maniac. <laughs> no, don't call his name. Right. YouTube, God. where I go for Listen, my political discourse. You, could defriend, you could defriend all these people all you want. The reality is that you have to keep them close to you yes, because I know. you have to have your no, finger no, on no. the pulse. No, I, I hardly ever defriend anyone for anything, even if someone was like crazy Trump or whatever. I would not defriend them. But this guy was like... Gay should be put to, and I said, "Well, Malicious. you really think you know?" He didn't say it because you know he's a pussy, and he put it in a roundabout way. And when I confronted him with the actual question, he wouldn't back down. I was like, "All right, I'm done. I can't be friends with you, dude. I can't. We, you know, I can't look at your pictures of uh, you at the Mets game and thinking that you want to kill gay people. It's it's not going to happen right. for me." Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Connor, you want to play Crap Not Crap? Well, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what a segue. We do you can, want to say we can play else? Crap Not Crap. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm Mario. Right. Do you have anything to I say in closing here? You've been pretty quiet lately. I do have something to say. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and by the way, apologize to the audience for your horribly racist. I don't think that's racist, racist whatsoever. Yeah, of course you don't. You're the one guy who said the N word on the show and I should fire you. I love fried chicken, right. and I'm not... Forget that. That's I, it. Know, but Mario, yeah. it was your context that was... No, there was no context. I'm going to defend Mario. He just he made a... No, a, a, you're, you're misunderstanding He the made context, a marketing Tommy. joke about, about no. fast food. There's no... That we weren't even talking about black people. No. We were. You said, Let's move on with the game. Mario, do you have anything... It was heavily implied. Mario, do you have anything oh. else yes, to I say? Do. If I would get uh, the floor, please, uh, <laughs> madam gentleman. Go ahead. Uh... <laughs> If you want people who don't <laughs> know Sanders to know what he, you get a filibuster? he is, then you can just <laughs> pizzazz his image up. Anyway, the thing I want to say, and then and, and you could probably comment on this, Connor. Probably. It's going to kick your ass. If we take the idea that Bernie somehow wins the nomination. Right. Somehow. He's probably not going to, but go ahead. The popular vote, the general election, I think... That more people on the moderate republic side would say, I'm not going towards socialism. They're afraid of the S word. They're afraid of socialism. And they're going to be more inclined to vote for Trump, even though they might not agree because they're not insane, you know, so, neo fascist. I would followers. like to re rebut this for one second. I think more, more hand, people hate Hillary Clinton than hate Bernie Sanders. That's actually true. Bernie Sanders, of any candidate in the race, and I'm talking on the Republican everybody. side, yes, the Republican is the least hated, right? The Republicans the have had a long, long, long time to hate Hillary Clinton. That's and true. And she is not liked. I, I have hated. yet to r meet one person in real life who is like, I'm inspired and, and love Hillary Clinton. Bernie Sanders has the highest favorability to unfavorability ratio of any candidate So why doesn't that translate to votes? Well, it, I in mean, a it, general it, election, it, it, it would. It would. If like, it was a general election, it totally would. The problem is that why does Bernie... like Hillary Clinton is deeply popular with... Democrats, but there's not that many Democrats. There's like 37 percent of the country. You win elections by getting Democrats to come out and a big chunk of independents. Hmm. Bernie is pretty damn popular with Dem Democrats, but way well, more popular with independents. Right? Yeah, and so that's that's kind of the, the and the if the Democrats aren't showing up and the independents right. do, right. then then you're in business. Yeah. Right. Bottom yeah. line: get your ass out and vote.
Right. Yeah, I mean, but then, you know, some of these places have a closed primary specifically to keep independents from being able to vote on these right. things. And going and back to the yeah. Super Dell thing, yeah, that fucks everything up. You know, I, I, I hate the idea of uh, the, pr- the primary uh, being closed in any, you know what I mean? It, if, yeah, it is if, fucked. It's it should kind of be like, listen, if you're registered, a, a registered Republican, and you want to vote for Bernie in the primary and, and give up your Republican vote, go, it should be allowed. Well, I have a question about that. Why, why the hell is it, um, like, staggered? Why isn't the primary on one set day? Because don't you think that sways the vote? Oh, he's not going to make it, so I'm not going to vote well, for him changes, anyway. Yeah, I think it's done stuff. to give... I think it's done technically for egalitarian... I, I think it's done for oh. the reason technically to give candidates a chance to get to know people in a state. Technically, I think. Yeah, but I like the it? way you b- backed off egalitarian because no one would know what the hell you yeah. meant. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think it's I think it's kind of meant for the best. Reasons. Let me dumb it down for the barrage. <laughs> right, right, right. Let me choochify it. Oh, choochify. We're talking yeah, to Connor yeah, Kilpatrick of right. Jacobin Magazine. Right. Yeah. So Connor, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to play a game that we usually play with a lot of our musician friends, but so we're going to do a little differently. We're no, we're not. Play. We're going to do music. Oh, we are. We yeah. could do. Yeah. We can do e- either genre. This guy knows his rock. Let's go. I back do. For, you right. were in a band, weren't you? I was in a band called Laser Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Laser Wolf was the name of the butcher in Fiddler on the Roof. And you played. You sang. What did you do? I I sang and I played uh, rhythm guitar. <laughs> and so. Laser Wolf, everybody. Where can we see you? I, it, this was many years ago in Austin, in San in San Antonio, Texas. But uh, no, we were we were not bad. I went to a Chavez show with uh, Connor once, and we were, it was the hottest show I've ever been to. We were sweat, oh, God, there was yeah. sweat dripping off of that, us. It was an illegal show in like a basement of a, a technically like a row house, and it was, I, that, honestly, I'm, this is not a fucking joke. That wait, show wait. made me a claustrophobe. That's when I knew you weren't a true revolutionary because you couldn't oh, hack it. Oh, God, it was horrible. <laughs> wait, where, where was this Chavez show? Was it a, a basement lit, show? Lit lounge. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was the night that before the yeah, they played uh, ATP in, right. by you, in your neck of the woods, right. Asbury Park. Right, right, and I remember. And it was almost a secret show. It was a, it was a late announced show, so you had to really be in to, to know what was happening. Oh, they horrible. announced it like a couple hours before, right. maybe the day right, before, right. and it was announced as... Actually, and I, I could totally tell you that it's got to be Sweeney who wrote it. It was like a a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I, <laughs> hold on, you did you weren't freaked out by that? That was an that was a terrifying number of people crammed oh, in that yeah. space. No, I was like, there's no. a fucking fire and I'm kind of claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic. I'm afraid of like getting my head and my shoulders and arms stuck in things. But I'm uh, <laughs> like, like I'm terrified of getting my. But head I couldn't stuck. fucking hear anything. Like it, the the sound was just. Beaming well, into that, people. That's, that's I was lit. digging it. That's I was lit, also man. high on L- LSD. Joe Latex and Alien were at that show. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it was an okay show otherwise. That's all right. Connor guy. Kilpatrick, thank okay, you very much. John, really quick before we start the game, yes. I just want to point out that we just did an hour long political segment and didn't say Clintron once. We did not. and uh, we... I edit myself strongly. <laughs> I was going to. Correct Tron, bro. Well, not only that, but I, I, I didn't even hit any sound effects. <laughs> hey, how come, how come Patrick's got that thing in front of his microphone? What is he? He's a fucking he's a germaphobe. Awesome. He spits and he's fancy. Pat like knows how to record. And it's like he's like recording a dialogue for Toy Story. Or he, something. he brought his own screen. It's <laughs> amazing. It's for, his, it's for his P's and Q's. It's, don't worry, that screen's it's disintegrating with all the cigarette also, burns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's that cigarette person. You guys all have great radio voices. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> like I'm kind of embarrassed by my own. We voice, all no, 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 no. We all we bad. all hate our own voices, including John, who is the best voice in the world. John's got a great voice. Don't have a good voice. Kind of. You have your John. You have Amazing Incredible. voice. Oh, you guys are so nice. Thank yeah, you. I mean, I'm aroused yeah. just listening to you. <laughs> do, do yourself a favor. I wish I wasn't way over here. Don't go back and listen to the first year of shows. <laughs> right. Hey, everybody. Me, <laughs> <laughs> John Hulan. We're here with Connor Kilpatrick and CJ Ramon. Sounds like me. Thank you. All right. So well, let's do some bands. All right. Crap, not crap. You down for that? Yeah, I'm down for crap, not crap. All right. You know how the game works? I'm kind of interested. Let's get away from politics and do some bands. 
Uh, New York Dolls. New York Dolls. Uh, uh, crap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just going to say it. Connor's familiar with crap, Michael. I, I, I know how the game is played. Frank Zappa. I'm, I'm, crap. Metallica. N- not crap. Waffle Factor 8. Foo Fighters. Crap. Waffle Factor 4. Hugo Chavez. <laughs> Hugo Chavez. Not crap. Waffle Factor 5. What, what's a waffle factor? Waffle well, is, is a waffle is, factor. Is it because of the killing? The killing? <laughs> ah, they, I, Hugo Chavez, is he's, they hated him even before he did anything even remotely controversial. Right. Ooh, waffle factor five. That sounds like it's right in the middle. Uh, yeah, I'm right in the middle. I'm a bit I'm soft on Chavez. Do you like your waffles so- round or square? <laughs> Connor Kilpatrick. I, I soft, soft on, on Chavez. Chavez. Soft on Chavez. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton. You soft hear my Stalin jokes. <laughs> Quit Stalin. Uh, Van Halen's. Ooh, Van. That's a good one. Because the way crap not crap is played, we have to. I have to include every iteration of Van Halen, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, man. you could qualify your answer. <sighs> Shit. You could no, say I, I want to. I don't want to qualify. I want to be Van Halen from start to finish, and I'm going to say overall. Shit. I'm going to say not crap. Waffle Factor Nine. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. So wow, that's big. So wow. yeah, he. You want to play the? This is the actual purest. Uh, you know, version of crap, not crap. We right, play. Right. Are, we, are we talking say square waffles? Or Connor knows waffles? how to play. You, you, when you say Fleetwood Mac, you mean Peter Green, Bob Welch, yes, mean, uh, Christine McVie. You mean everybody. He gets it. Okay, so in that vein, Joe Walsh. Joe who? Joe Walsh. You know, I heard you talk about this on another show. This is the guy from the Eagles, right? Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, among the, other things, the Eagles is a band. This is a generational thing here. This is a band that I feel like a whole generation like was just. It was pounded into their heads. But I got to tell you, I, I've not really heard much Eagle stuff. I, For the first time, I listened to some of their music, and I thought it was like, it was not nearly, nearly as bad as I thought it would be. You weren't offended by the Eagles. I wasn't offended. I don't understand freaking out about how bad this music is. <laughs> so, so much it, worse it depends. It depends on what song. When they're bad, they're really fucking bad. Like, what's Let me bad explain it to you in Mario terms. The Eagles are the Hillary Clinton of music. I don't support Joe Walsh. You have to accept that Which they're there. Which one was Joe Walsh? What did he do? Yes, he's the good one. What, what did he, he, came, he's he, one from he, the James Don gang. Henley's on drums. James right. Gang. Yeah, James he came gang. in and played guitar. Who's he's, the guy that just genius. died? He's from My Queens. Glenn Fry. Oh, Glenn Fry is the one who died. He was the one that, like, shortly before he died, they, there was a photo of him buying a porno mag on the street. Oh, What's I don't there? know. Oh, you, you gotta go, you gotta Google this. It's like it looks like your dad buying like a hustler just on oh, like, no. from a J O to death. Like so, Joe Walsh sings. What, I what? thought my legacy was going to be Smuggler's Blues. Which one was Joe Walsh sing? What's um, well, Joe Walsh is Funk Forty Nine. Uh, brown, brown, brown. I'll just, I'll just trust you guys. There's something redeeming about Joe Walsh. I How about uh, Rocky Mountain Way? You know that song? Rocky Mountain Way. I dun, think so. Dun, 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 Are there dun. any lyrics in well, any Somebody give me a guitar. I know that song. Life's been good. Ba- that's not a bad song. That's all that's Joe a- Walsh solo. Yeah. That's, that's, but the James Gang okay. is the shit. That's what you need to hear. Yeah, James Gang is the shit. I'm, I'm really into just I, I, going back and reexamining these things. I don't care if it seems, yeah. you know, if it's violating certain Fine. punk rock uh, taboos. You know who hates Joe Walsh? He uh, crapped the D- D- New York Dan Dolls Darris. right off the bat. I don't know how worse you could get. Let's move <laughs> on with the game. Okay, can I tell you, I, in defense of that, I was just trying to be a bit provocative. <laughs> the best part about Tra- Joe Walsh is Trash is a great song. That song, like, Looking for a Kiss, Pills. Personality Crisis. Pers- pers- that, those yep. are great songs. But I, I got to say, it's a knock against the doll, the New York Dolls that, like, I, they're being part of this 
campaign for the HBO show. I, I don't know. Connor, this is I, this I, is the closest anybody's come to uh, getting jumped during crap not crap since, <laughs> since, Connor, since, since Ben the, Adrian crapped the Everly right, Brothers. Right, right, right. All right, are the Stooges not ten times the band the New York Dolls? Were? Yes, yes. And listen, I'm not a crazy New York Dolls guy. I think they have three or four good songs. I'm with Connor. I, I'm like, you know, I can go either way. It's apples and oranges. Connor, growing up in Texas. Uh, were you constantly beat over the head with country music, or was it pretty? I, I was, and I'll tell you, I didn't even enjoy listening to country music till like the past five years. Yeah, there, well, there's two different segments of country music. There's the bullshit pop, and then there's the real guys. You know, right. can I interject? Yeah. Can I interject yeah. a, qu- a quick crap? Not crap, John. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just style. I have two actually. Both Austin. What, big boys. The big boy. Ooh, big boys. Not crap. Dicks. Oh, very, well, okay. Then they get they move to San Francisco right. and they get that kind of lame sound. I'm still going to say not crap. Waffle Factor Four. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. Melissa. What's a Melissa, Melissa Etheridge song that I would know? Let's skip that. Uh, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan. I know that Senor Albine. Does, does Steve listen to this? Uh, maybe sometimes. I don't know. He's uh, You guys are. For, I I love the guy. I, I'm not as. I'm not like buddies with him. He's like probably he listening to some horrible band record right he's now. <laughs> probably. He's so wrong about Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan was one of those sayings that like just just stop living in denial. He's great. He's made so many great records. <laughs> and even when he sucked, he would occasionally make good records. So. Not crap. No waffle factor. He's not crap. All right. The uh, bad brains. Bad brains. Oh, not crap. Waffle factor six, seven. Right. Because of uh, political reasons or musical? No, not pl- I don't care about that. Oh, okay. Political. I mean, uh, the musical reasons. I, I mean, took the homophobia way and turned you I off. I mean, well, they're, they're, that's the Rastafarian thing, I, right? I, and in their defense, I believe it was one cuckoo lead singer that was going all <laughs> fucked up. Uh, HR? Said no, yeah, and he, he turned out to be, I think, borderline homosexual. I, so uh, go figure. I, I think that when you make a record as perfect as that first, was it R Roar, whatever, R O I R T, when you make something that that perfect, you will always be not crap. You right. Just the waffle factor. Mike Upchurch on the chat box asking you Rage Against the Machine. Oh, see, Rage Against the Machine, I'm going to say. <laughs> see, this is a generational Tough, right? thing. Yeah, this is a generational thing because, like, that was my, honestly, that was my. Entry yeah, how old are you? What are you, 32 or something? I'm 34. So that was like when that was oh, like, you look wait. horrible. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that shit, it was kind of like when you're in suburban Texas. It's like, whoa, wait, what? Like, it's so, yeah, right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say crap waffle factor eight. Right. Did, were you inspired by Rage's politics? Not, I mean, no, it was more just like, the. it's nice Maybe to see an alternative. Like four years younger. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, it, that kind of thing didn't. Doesn't still doesn't appeal to me the whole you know I'm I, I'm not a leftist because like I believe rebellion is cool right <laughs> I'm actually I think the left needs more you know gray flannel suit wearing boring hardworking just you know in the core of society types just like, like what just, my brother just my like brother John. said the greatest thing of all time he said rage against the machine but make sure the seven, the t shirts are seventeen dollars <laughs> <laughs> wait wait what was the next one and Mike Watt uh, no I was saying Mike Watt would be well yeah go ahead Mike Watt Mike Watt well. You were saying regular flannel guys, and I just he just popped into my head. Oh, I love Mike Watt. Guy. Mike yeah. Watt's a, he's a legend. Uh, I mean, he's not crap. His music's not crap. Everything about him's not crap. The replacements. They're, I'm sorry to tell you guys. I think that there are some replacements fans in here. I'm going to say replacements are crap. Oh, waffle yeah. factor. Don't pander to the audience. Eight. No. Well, come on. Say the crap Stop waffle. With the waffle factor. You sound like a politician. No, Replacement you- stink is a great record. Uh, there's some moments on what is it? Let it be. And there's some moments on Tim. And then it's just like it's like college rock. 
you know, and I, th- you know, Ian Savonius. I don't know if he listens to this. Great guy. Uh, Ian Savonius has a great essay about college rock. Is this? Uh, it's basically for upper middle class kids that want to dabble in punk rock, but they don't want to get that kind of like uh, they don't yeah, want to get the lower it's class. St- it still gets to on. exist. I'm going to give you the most polarizing band of all time. Go you ahead. Ready? And Go ahead. if you answer incorrectly, I would throw a bag of pretzel rods at you. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> oh God! I'll My poor pretzels. Steely Dan. Oh, God. You fucking Steely Dan cultist. <laughs> I have so many friends that are just Steely Dan cultists. Right? I, yes. And I try so hard. Yes. I try so hard to see what you're, you're, Why? you see. Why? They are crap. You try yeah. to be open-minded. Crap. You, and you, the, the maddening thing about Steely Dan, your friends who like Steely Dan, you're like, well, I must be missing something because this guy's- the headline Coachella I respect last year. Everything like, what the about, fuck? Like, I respect everything about this guy's opinion. He likes Steely Dan. I'm trying to get it. I don't fucking that's, get I mean, it. And you know what? I no I, idea. This guy was sometimes a secret jerk off. Sometimes <laughs> you got to work for some music that doesn't immediately hit you. Like, the, right. the, the band. Like, when I first heard the band, I was like- it just it's just like something I want them to like rock out, yeah, but yeah, yeah. then eventually I got it. Steely Dan, I'm never gonna get Alana. It. Call in and tell us why the Steely Dan is good because I still right. don't get it. And I'm with I'm with Alana. I really hear him. Connors. And I'm not I'm not kidding. I'm not you, you're, you're one of those guys. I'm not trying to be contrary. I I, I do you're, like their. Like, it sounds record. like coked up bullshit to you know, me, like light FM shit to he, me. Here's a band. That's, that, a, that's that, if you're sometimes that's good. I wanted <laughs> to add. A, go ahead. Here's a band I turn around on for similar like reasons that I never thought I would ever like in a million years. I've recently started enjoying them. Yes. Well, yes. that's on our oh list. My God. Yes. I want. I never. My dad liked like, yes, like the super, like way out there prog stuff, or like the pop stuff with like, a, oh, like close to the edge. Close to the edge owner, owner, owner of the Did you ever hear this one? Which one? <laughs> Here's a little yes coming. That's out really from, what record's that from? This is from the Mighty Highs album. I have not heard this. You never heard this song? No. You're going to like this one. I don't want to fucking listen to yes. <laughs> I don't want to fucking listen to yes. I don't want to fucking listen to yes. <laughs> yes sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guys in denial. They're yes even worse. Like a dirty secret. When I'm high, <laughs> it's awful. Wait, real, real, real hard. I gotta come to your defense. Thank you. I saw yes like 17 times. <laughs> really? Well, Jesus, I, I don't know if I want to be sitting next to you then. I'm gonna give you the date, <laughs> September 8, 1978. <laughs> My first yes show at Madison Square Garden. What drugs were you on? It was an A minus. I was with Chris, and it was an L and a D. Oh, How, you're, missing the S, you're missing the S. Moods and dialysis. No, probably LSD. No. <laughs> <laughs> forgot to write the S. Then, um, Mario has a list a of all the concerts he's the been to and with the grades. Is that really? First time. I'm looking at a yellowed old, like, it looks uh, like my man. grandmother's recipe book. And then the following year, <laughs> June 12th, at the Nassau Coliseum, was yes, and that got an A. And it was the best ever because the longer what happened. Wait, you ranked them? You gave them a grade? He's got a book. Connor, a book. Let me explain to you. Mario has a book of all the concerts he's been to, uh, the grade and what drugs he's been on, who he's he's there with. I see the tubes on there. Is that John Cale? (laughs) 
<laughs> is that John, John Kale? Kale yeah. John Kale. I saw, dude. John, I saw John Kale live at BAM, and he played Paris 1919. It was killer. But then he played, honestly, he played his new stuff. I thought it was great. I think his uh, album Sabotage was a great. Sabotage album. was a great record. Mario also went to see John Cage. He's still waiting for the show to start. He doesn't. Want to say <laughs> <laughs> yes, I always enjoyed myself. Everybody who concert. got that joke loved it, John. <laughs> all, all three of them. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Rick Wakeman was a god to us. So when you're 17 and you're looking up at Rick Wakeman's bulbous. Pant-like bubbles bouffant. Horrible. As he masters the package, key, the twenty key boards in front of him, it's like you've seen. All right, God. let's do just a couple more. Blue Oyster Cult. Blue Oyster Cult. Not crap. Waffle Factor Four. If this is a one to ten Waffle Factor. Yeah, one to yeah. ten. One to ten. Elvis. Elvis. I just am not now. Totally he was a hero to Elvis. most. Dude, Elvis, he is not crap. Waffle Factor, nothing. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. Total, total Elvis fan there. I like fat Elvis. I like army Elvis. I like young, pretty Elvis. <laughs> that sounds I like would, a Mojo Nixon song. You know, I would totally see army Elvis. My eighth grade teacher, when I was giving a book report, and in the middle of it, she just stopped and goes, I'm sorry, everyone, doesn't he look just like Elvis? <laughs> and I was, I almost cried. It was such an offensive thing to hear. I was like, Elvis is corny. He's hideous. He's horrible. But now I, I think Elvis was great. Do That's like, right, Alana. Like, Blue Oyster Cult is from Long Island. Do you like Elvis mu- uh, movies? I've only seen one Elvis movie. What? Blue Oyster I think it was, it was the South Pacific. The great one. The it's Thin Red Line. The Thin Red Line. Right. Wait, what? It was an Amalek movie. Like Elvis wasn't in the- <laughs> <laughs> Those Elvis Malik. movies made tons of money. He was on pills and shit, but they... Right. Uh, crap, not crap. Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog, not crap. Uh, Paul Krugman. Paul Krugman. Oh. <laughs> that's guy. a good one, man. That's this a, fucking guy. You know what? I I this I would have answered differently six months ago. I'm gonna say crap. Waffle Factor Seven. Robert, Robert Reich. Reich. I was Robert Reich. Oh, that's a, that's hard because you know he he was Mr. NAFTA. You know yeah. Robert Reich NAFTA's is the worst. He's not as good as he presents himself. I'm gonna say Robert Reich, but he endorsed Bernie. And I that, never heard that, of thank any you, of these Robert bands. Reich. Come on, man. So I'm gonna say what, Robert Reich, not crap. Waffle Factor Nine. The misfits. <laughs> the Misfits, not crap. No Waffle Factor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mussolini. Mussolini, <laughs> crap. Uh, Waffle Factor <laughs> Two for being giving me inspiration with with my baldness. Uh, w- William Howard Taft. William Howard Taft crap. came in after uh, after Roosevelt. Uh, no, after uh, fucking what's his name? Yeah, after the first yeah, movie. After, after, after Teddy. That 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 fat fuck. Yeah, well, uh, Taft. He's he's crap. He's a Republican. We're talking about a man who th- that was the one in the Supreme Court, right? So the, yes, he a, became a Supreme Court justice act- after the presidency. Actual. William Howard Taft quote two weeks after the the great crash in 1929. Ha, ha, I, I must <laughs> I must stay on the court to prevent the Bolsheviki from taking control. Oh well, Connor doesn't like that. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. I think we're done with that. What um, about Waffle a- House? Waffle <laughs> House, not crap. What's the not Waffle crap. Factor? Not try, crap. Try no waffles. I don't know. Tommy's come up with party crap. You not people crap. don't have Waffle Houses up here in the north. No, nope. we have uh, a lot of chain restaurants. Yeah, we have House Waffle of House sucks. Have. Waffle House, yeah, is yeah, Waffle House is crap. Me, I don't let, know let, why people like okay, this shit. Let me tell it you make, why. It, there's a good thing. There's a bad. There's a reason why there's a toilet next to this booth. It's pronounced Awful House, but go ahead. There's a reason why Waffle House has uh, like it's like there's something sentimental about it. Because when you live in a shitty town in the south, Waffle House is where like the Alterna kids, the Goth kids, the punks or whatever. That's where they are. At two in the morning on a Saturday night, when there's no, you're in a shitty southern town, there's nothing Social. to do. Right. You go to Waffle House. That's what you do. You go to Waffle House. That's crap, I, not crap. With same, Connor Kilpatrick. Same with uh, same with IHOP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did I do okay? Did I do okay? Yeah, you did great. great. 
This the waffling's waffling's a new thing to me. I applaud myself like Stalin. Do they have Sizzlers? Where you from? Yeah, there's a couple Sizzlers. It's oh, not as it's not, not as much of a thing. There's a lot of chilies. Is there, is, there, is there any restaurant you refuse to uh, patronize? No. How about uh, <laughs> you walk into Chick Fil A, order the sandwich, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. How about that? I'm sorry. Fuck yeah. I, it, like that. Interesting. I like I don't. It's like it's all capitalism. I go into B and H. It's and all order, capitalism. I, go to, I order I order a Philly <laughs> cheesesteak at B and H, but that's my no. Own this is a ham and cheese. This is an interesting thing. I hate this. Like oh, it's flawed. Oh, I want to go to a, a, a mom and pasta, mom and pop store. You know, something. Fuck that shit. Mom and pasta. Mom, mom, mom and pop pasta. shops. Like, what you Delicious. mean? Where, where they have like, you know, they're violating all the labor regulations and shit. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. You. So, in your mind, like capitalism is so has run so amok that it doesn't matter where you shop or anything like that. No, no. And this is like, and God bless Steve Albini, but I totally agreed. When he Steve said some shit about Thurston Moore, I don't think anybody in this room gives a flying fuck right now. <laughs> oh, and I and hey Steve, don't try, try I love calling Steve. in on I the, love another Steve. line. But when Thurston Moore said something back to him, like "Hey, you know, check Steve, check where your jeans are made" or something like that, I was like, I kind of like I kind of agree with that. You don't? Oh, you do care? Like I don't think you can have. I don't think moral consumption. Is is a worthwhile political practice? Do you think it's not possible, or you think it's not worthwhile? It's not. I don't think it's possible right. for one. Like there was Adbusters created that that sneaker that was like I got the the, yeah, the what was it called the black uh, the black spot. Yeah, and it was like okay, they're a hundred and like ten dollars or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, so like how proletarian of a shoe is that? Like well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a liberal apologist. <laughs> so I'm saying like. Like all that did. Buy to, now. Worry about it later. All that did to me was show the impossibility of like this kind of like what right. eth- ethical living under capitalism. Yeah. So you think it's you know the same thing with the environment. You think it's a lost cause. Like I'm sick of recycling. Can I stop doing that? It's a, it's a bunch of bullshit. Right? I I think <laughs> I'm I think global warming is obviously a horrible threat, but I I think that a lot of that recycling thing is just uh, <laughs> so I, it's to get people an illusion of control. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. John wants a socialist to vet his laziness. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Recy- hold, I'm hold. not lazy. I'm no, just, no, I John. think I'm. I think I, I'm, I'm going to vet his laziness right now. We don't need more people to recycle or to wipe their ass with less toilet paper. We need a government to come in and fucking say no more coal. We're going to switch to this. Not like do things sure. at the macro level, not put the blame of global warming on, on consumer. fucking consumers, regular yeah. people just trying to live their lives. That's some that's some elite bullshit. They used to take the bottles back, clean them, and refill them. You know, this could be mistaken for a libertarian argument if you really wanted to dig into it. You know. But- I just, I, I just hate this. Like, uh, to me, it just seems like another politics of wealthy liberals scolding the working class. Right, it's your fault. It's your fault. It's, it's not, not us. Not their fault. It's not their fault. No, I'm saying I'm, yeah. that's in quotes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. So it's like, uh, yeah. So I, I completely reject. It's kind of like how they're saying, you know, oh, these these rednecks they vote against their self interest. Well, actually, that's not true. They either don't vote because they understandably and I think uh, I have sympathy for this they think it's hopeless or in this case they're voting for Bernie Sanders and there they're be, and like so and they're it's not working Do so you guys always remember recycling were you around before recycling yes, I was I around was. Before yeah, recycling. no I, I was around before that yeah I mean it has to play an impact on the environment nah. when you're it makes you feel it's something to make you part. feel good I I think some environmental things make a difference like right. you know but I, I question consciousness of the I, environment. Is I think important. it's all just going to the landfill. Anyway. Exactly. Uh, I question how much of it is, especially in where I, my city. I question how much 
of it is actually recycled. I'm going back to burning leaves. I'm going to say like 5%. (laughs) Brian's burning leaves in the backyard. Put them in a garbage can and burn them. Right. Well, that's good for uh, compost. We really need to take a break. Connor, you want to stick around and play a game with us? Sure, I'll stick around. And listen to uh, Tommy's news. Sounds good. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to stick around, but I don't want to listen to Tommy's news. (laughs) Right back. That's Connor Kilpatrick. Of Jacobin Magazine, and he's going to stick around and play uh, some more games with us, and uh, hopefully we get, him, we, we, get him, we get him drunk, and he's going to call an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Uber, too. <laughs> I, I, I was in my notes. I forgot to talk about Uber. Radio No. We're back Radio. after this. Come on, that was the, a switch. Uh, the people that come here are... are
some of the things we had to do I'm not about to mention I won't second guess something done the panic for the moment I'll admit the scale requires something like atonement The men I answer to require answers of this town Get your folks together, Ted Shit is coming down and I'm riding bikes!
schematics, blueprints, and microphone. Calibrate your sonar when I'm in your realm. Cause you know we're getting scarier and scarier. And this expense be on the tri-state area. Omnipresent and omnipotent. My rhymes are whales and yours are rolls. This means huge compared to very small. You look a little trigger, can I get you a show? Cause these rhymes are 200 proof. The like anvils lined up on the roof. Waiting to drop on your corny melody. Cause we're not buying what you're selling. First you want to buy, then you start to whine. You're looking hungry, it must be time. So time home where you feel safe, but don't sleep, no cheese. I'm in your cold space, cold space, cold space. gentlemen this next song is a blast and i gotta say we are having a ball up here tonight and when you're ready and shabadoo shabadee shabadee shabadoo which one of you schnooks took my rhyme book look give it back you and you whack with your ticky tack claws didn't touch you at all i didn't touch your hand man you know what's all but don't get slick Cause you used to cough back to get those hits Yeah, you've been in the game Your career is long But when you really break it down You only got two songs And seasonal like clay pigeons When I'm shooting skeet I trust you, I'm pulling like drops of feet Your people call yourselves MCs But you're garbage, man Taking out the trash when you pull out the pen And if you don't like it, then hey, fuck you Coming in Now, I read about you up on page six They was trashing your ass
Gush, gush, gush. You, know, you know, John, I oh. like that song more and more every time right? I hear it. It doesn't I've get heard old. It, I've heard it so many goddamn times. Who was it? That's uh, the Rutabaga from uh, Indiana with Shiny Destination. South Bend. Also, speaking of Mr. King, since we were talking about his video, you can go see uh, the Rutabaga's video, which he directed, which is fantastic also. Which is good. Everything Tuna does is good. Wait, <laughs> Mr. King, Super King from the PRF. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. Super King from the PRF, great guy. He directed the Rutabaga video, and in the video, Connor, you'll be happy to know that uh, Chris Hall, there's puppets involved, yeah. and there's a stolen guitar, yeah. and Chris Hall is the villain. Chris Hall, the, the, bad yeah. comrade? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, and that guy, you know, we all know about that guy. John, did they win? Weren't they? Uh, wasn't there some type of elect, uh, some type of vote where they were for like best video? Did they ever place in that? I, you know, I don't know. I kept voting. I have no Me idea. Too. Yeah. So. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I love everything Mr. King and the Rutabaga does. And, Thank yeah, you. Rutabaga can't do the wrong. The PRS had, had some great music. The Stunning. I, uh, I oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Stunning all the time. Chris Bessinger. Great. I've yeah. been calling him Sting the whole time. <laughs> I, I, I you know. Yeah. They, they I'm really, not making a joke. I really I did too. Stupid. <laughs> They insist on the, the on the stunning, but I gotta say, I think Sting, Sting. Sting. is Sting. a cool name. What Connor, I ran into Sting like a week ago. He re- the, wait, which one? Well, Sting. Well, wait, 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 Sting, Sting. Wait, wait, ran into is a different. John, he saw Sting. You run into and harass so many celebrities. <laughs> I didn't harass Sting. You, you know? cost them for photographs. It's amazing. I wish <laughs> I, I listen, had your guts. I, I I talked to Ad Rock last night and didn't get a photograph. I, I was good. I was a good boy. Yeah, I, I saw a sting, and you know how, like, Connor, you could see, like, a rich person from, like, a block away? Oh, yeah. You, just, just the way they're, exudes. like, built and their clothes are, like, you the, know, cost thousands of dollars. The fucking posture. The posture, the, the beard, like, every, the haircut, the, everything. The the servant boy, they're, just, like, beating next to them, <laughs> kicking in the ass. <laughs> Andy Summers. <laughs> it's too bad he wasn't born here. He could run for president. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm done taking selfies. How about that? Uh, I, I like the other yeah, Believe me, I regret it. Grateful. Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. You have the fucking guy, Burt. Don't you have Burt Young? Da- yes. Daryl Strawberry was pre-selfie, and his wife took the picture, actually. Okay. Oh, they were very nice. Horrible. They were so excellent. Horrible. Awesome. awesome. And he took the train. I know why, because he had that restaurant by, right by Mario's house. broke. That's right. Daryl. <laughs> he's broke. Uh, <laughs> him and Edgar. I became good friends with his brother. <laughs> he was hiding in the bathroom when we took that selfie <laughs> to avoid paying the Long Island Railroad ticket. I kind of like that about New York. You just see celebrities, and it's kind of not a big deal. Right. You see them all the time. It's weird. Well, that's why they're comfortable walking down the street by me. Um, I live I work in a rich neighborhood. You know, I work in you know a place the Upper West Side, and they all live around there, like Howard Stern, Sting, Gilbert Godfrey, all these people, Regis Philbin, and you see them all the time. And they're like, hey, it's fun to like be a celebrity and not have to uh, be worrying about being bothered, except by me. Is that by you? All the You're time. the exception. Yeah, my, you know what? I just made myself sick wor- worrying about what they worry about. My, my dad and uh, my dad saw <laughs> poor celebrities. Uh, I was with my dad and he saw Mickey Mantle before he died in Austin. Manu. And my dad's like, "Hey, bit, hey!" Like he just like starts screaming yeah. and accosting him. I'm like, "Jesus, dad!" That's, so that's what happens to celebrities outside of New York. See, I totally still have that, that like dad uh, thing in me where I'm like, "Yo, what is it, dad? <laughs> Coach, well, let's do it." That happened to me when I met Geraldine Ferraro, believe it or not. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, my God. I, I love this. And I sweated. And oh, I love this. I was like, uh, you're, so, you're so suspect. You're a communist who's voting for Hillary or supporting Hillary Clinton. You met Geraldine, Geraldine Ferraro. Listen. What else, ha- what else? I am waiting for the ladies. The ladies, they love my post. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> I don't think Hillary has her faults, but there are... There are good things. I mean, hey, Mondale, over here, all right? <laughs> I don't think you go into politi- politics or political service to to self-serve all the time. I don't think you become a teacher 
or a policeman because you want to just be a bad teacher. I'm gonna do. Police. I'm gonna do a barrage first. And Let's move on with the news. news. <laughs> no, I have my rap. Oh, you have a rap yes, guy. I do. Rap. I do. Quickly, please. We need so, to get to Tommy Rockstar's well, news. You guys played, having a mental breakdown. This, this is a Ryan game too. That Poor song guy. you played before. Uh, who was that? Bikini Kill. Um, it was a bikini kill. Cover I thought that was my Hillary Clinton. Uh, they Busherettes. Um, oh, but yeah. Do you song. know? Do you know about the yeah. story? Toby Vale, a bikini kill. Her song, uh, can't remember which song, was lifted by Hillary Clinton for some video. Right. And and the Occupy Rebel Democrats to- put to- that video out. Toby Vale gets online and is like, fuck you. She sues them. She's like, I'm voting for Bernie. Right. She starts posting all these Jackman articles. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man, that was just wonderful. Uh-huh. And then uh, I posted that video. And then there was a, a right-wing video posted by a group called, uh, where are they called? It's called... Uh, the Numbnuts. Yeah, right. No, check your notes, man. You have you have patriots. Look, uh, you came so prepared. Have you seen this guy's notes? Yeah. he has a printout of an. Night. He has a printout I wrote of an article I wrote like seven years ago. Right, I did. And he's, I did. Wow, it's like, I did right. Some whole and, he, and he copy edited it too. Connor, don't confuse Don't confuse edits. being being prepared with not being able to remember <laughs> so anything right. that's not the written down. Right. Put out a a video called Supreme Patriots. Put a video called Hillary is a liar. And, and that's what sometimes I think when I hear within the own Democratic Party and on the left is that I, I, I think in the name of socialism, we sound a lot like Republicans. God damn it, she's a, a lady. I, I think a lady so. Your president. problem is you think everyone's going to fall in line with the way you're thinking for the, for the sake of unity, which is just not the I, way that things should be. Right. If you believe in something, you know what? You, you can't go, oh, let's all just get together. I, I'm happy when we had our first African-American president. I was overjoyed. I, I'd be I'm, overjoyed when we have a first woman president as long as she's not a Roman Republican. I, I think that in a weird way, I disagree because I think that we should, uh, the left should act more like Republicans. The left should be like the Tea Party. The left should be like scaring the shit out of their congressmen. Well, be I, like, you fucking vote this way. You're, we're going to fucking surround you and harass you and, and scare have, the you, shit out of you. You've heard Hillary describe as the perfect Republican. I hope it happens, but I'm a realist, a socialist in a in a capitalist setting. And I that's had what my sex rap on stage is about. in Amsterdam, my friend. <laughs> I did. I laugh at that every time. I love it. All right, Mario, so what's this ready? rap? Listen up. It's, oh, well. Listen Wait, up. I, it's, wait, go ahead. All right. No, Here, here's, here's 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 Mario and a Donald Trump. You got to beatbox, Connor? A, da- a Donald Trump rally. I can't beatbox. Someone else got to beatbox. Mario Listen actually. Up. Wait, wait, wait. John, wait, what do we got? Mario showed up to the Donald Trump rally, and uh, this is I have some audio. <laughs> I'm afraid. Guess height. Guess height. Oh, Everybody's boy. cheering for Ronald. Oh, for boy. Donald. <laughs> cheering for Donald, that is. All right, go ahead, Mario. I'm What's your rap? depressed as Tommy right, right now. This is a work in progress. Tommy's going to kill himself in two seconds. well, but. This is all I have, a few lines of the opening of the opening first stanza here. Listen up, it's time to get quiet. I'm coming at you with the sound of Mario Riot. This country is in a crisis. Looks like a job for Italian ISIS. Uh-huh. I use my words and not my fist. Uh-huh. They call me the love and socialist. That's right. I know it might sound funny. Oh, this is where it gets bad. Mm. I know it might sound funny. <laughs> When I sell all my tickets on StubHub, I make a lot of money. I drive a Subaru and not a Ford. I collect on the first of the month. I become a landlord, <laughs> and that's being a socialist in a capitalist. I, Mario is a landlord, and I've that, done work that, in his, his apartment, and I've seen sucked. him like. There's an old lady. 
who lives who can shoe. never pay the rent and he's like don't worry about it it's so funny he's like you're the best landlord ever she's, she's like, like god bless you mario uh, mr god mario i, I know how the money and he's like just pay me whatever you can it's fine i don't care oh we should, we should god, all have social god landlords. bless you mr mario god bless you <laughs> oh my goodness gracious what Slum is happening Lord. what is a happening? bucket of chicken for everybody right. goodness gracious god bless you mr mario hey tommy what's in the news <laughs> you've got pat begging for news that's right. how the, bad the, it the is. voice of reason <laughs> all right breaking news with tommy rockstar non-breaking news or not, or tommy rockstar that too Tommy, what's in the news today? Well, after years of killing black party vibes around the city, the NYPD and Manhattan District's Attorney's Office have decided they will no longer arrest people for publicly boozing on the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> Broken windows is not does not work. Yeah. Right. But I think we have the brown bag it still. Mm. But you can yeah. put, Oh no, they say and no public listen, urination listen too, to right? The, yeah. Listen to the language. Arrest. So now Take listen, it. when when you used to be drinking on the street like your Dan Darris. You get a ticket. You get a desk appearance ticket. It's cost you thirty, sixty dollars, whatever the fuck it is. There's, but now they're saying, "Oh, we're not going to arrest people." Well, it's not that decriminalizing. They're not going to take you in. Like if you're smoking pot in the street, is that something you should be arrested for and brought to jail? It's it's insane to begin with. Oh, don't worry, we're not going to arrest you. We're just going to still give you a ticket. It's though. funny you say that. Uh, going forward, officers will instead have the choice of issuing summonses, which will include the possibility of a fine. Though they will still presum- right. presumably arrest anyone who they find to be hammered and beach literate. <laughs> I love you just glanced up at me for approval. <laughs> I saw that little thing. That was great. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, the the things are, you don't see on radio are amazing. The move is ostensibly the uh, lightning. Uh, it's about lightening the load of Manhattan's overburdened criminal court. Right. Decriminalizing public drinking is a huge step forward in the city, like New York. Only a handful of cities allow public drinking, and many of those Las Vegas, New are Orleans, in special entertainment zones like Las Vegas. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, somebody made a great point that Las Vegas isn't a fun city to walk around drinking in because you're like already in Las Vegas. Yeah, and like New Orleans, you walk around drinking and like. You meet a couple guys in the projects. Maybe you ask them where you can get some weed. I don't know. This is not a personal story. Oh, so you take and that they t- to go. You join us, <laughs> oh, and they throw a beer bottle at you and say good luck. Who big, wants to go? Let's go. Let's do barrage in New Orleans. Let's go. To New yeah, Orleans. big shout out to Hugo by the way, who's New, New Orleans, Orleans listening right yeah. now. Uh, the next step, of course, is decriminalizing weed. Uh, Brooklyn's district attorney made a similar statement about marijuana in 2014, stating that the borough w- uh, won't arrest people smoking or in possession of marijuana. Uh, on average, the check this out. The NYPD has ticketed public drinkers with over 125,000 summonses per year, more than any other offense. Right. Well, they, this, the whole move is to get a you know turnstile jumper, weed smoker, and then run the run the record and get the uh, you know well you had a warrant out. That's three quarter the, of a million dollars. That's the whole bit. It's not about actually the revenue of ticketing. The you know it's whatever they want to lock everybody up. We get a little more local with this story. Uh, in my opinion, in my view. The, the city's health department has indefinitely shut down all of the pools at the Korean mega spa spa castle in College yeah, Point. Track. Oh. <laughs> Who wants to sit in, in, a, in a in a bath full of people's filth in College Point? Not only that, you, you not only do you sit in it, you get to get sucked into the fucking vacuum. Well, yeah. well I was telling Tommy last week uh, uh, before this happened, 
They found like a dead guy or a dead woman floating in the pool, and that didn't shut him down. Wait, so. that was in Queens? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, this is oh, upon Jesus. concluding a special investigation after a six year old girl's hair became stuck in a pool vent, nearly causing her oh, to drown. Jesus. Christ Damn. Almighty. Health officials said that they acquired surveillance footage of the incident, which shows inadequate resuscitation efforts by the spa staff. That's like some action park shit. Yeah. The department also found that the pool vents were, quote, had, quote, excessive suction, strong enough to pull the victim underwater and hold her there. Oh, God, how the action terrible. never stops <laughs> so at Spa bad. Castle. <laughs> By the way, uh, anyone thinking of joining Spa Castle, you could just join the YMCA uh, on in uh, on College Point Absolutely Boulevard better deal. in Flushing yeah. Metal Park. Yeah, and it's like ten dollars a year. Swim in suntan lotion. It's a brand new facility. It's amazing. Yeah, there's one well, in Williamsburg like that's cheap. Wait, won't we be sh- won't we be schwitzing next week, Ryan and Sean? <laughs> I don't know anything. We will talking be schwitzing. No, in I'm gonna, class. I'm feeling sick. Is all I'm going to say. Do Italian people mm-hmm. schwitz? Oh, my God. Are you afraid that you can't tell anybody? He's fitting right now. Listen, me and Mario get naked and Ryan wears his underwear. I don't know what's all of that. And then I bring strangers into the steam. On my head. <laughs> this is so I white saw, ethnic. Uh, I love right, it. Right, right, right. Witnesses told TRN that the girl's hair got stuck in underwater vents and that she was blue when she was pulled out by the water. Oh. Another Spa Castle patron reportedly performed CPR on her, although the staff at White Castle, sorry, Spa Castle, said later that day that three employees present uh, were... Only certified in CPR. The, f- the facility's pool will remain closed until a revised safety plan has been put in place and the health department is satisfied with Spy Castle is compliant. Close it she, down. She lived, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if she died, that'd be the headline. But not the other guy. That guy didn't live. <laughs> no. I know how these headline writers He think. was going to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's their contention. A six-year-old girl perishes in... Six-year-old girl dies of natural they call causes. It, yeah, spa castle. <laughs> they call it the Deadpool. Right. So, hey, six-year-old checks out. <laughs> checks the, out of spa castle. The story's out of Colorado. <clears throat> Prison has not been kind to former subway spokesman turned convicted sex offender uh, yeah. Jared Fogel. Oh, okay. I uh, wonder if he can, did he vote for Bernie Sanders. He's a felon, right? <laughs> I can't. I don't think you can vote. I saw that motherfucker at a Chavez concert. By the way, I don't know if you agree <laughs> with this. Wow. Connor. No one believes me. Meg and I saw it. It happened. Oh, you're not kidding. I'm not I, kidding. I, I saw. It. I was like, holy shit, that's Jared from Subway walking towards me. And then, then he just like he he saw I was looking at him. Was he skinny or? Yeah, he was. You know, he's a little chunky. And this was like about when like three four years ago. This and sweaty and Meg and I just saw it. We're like, no one's gonna ever believe us. So we just saw that. Do you think that whole? Do you think that whole thing hurt the business of Subway? Or just a bit, yeah, maybe a little bit. I have a question for Connor. Do you? It, yeah. I, I happen to think that the uh, a conclusion I've come to on my own, by the way, that um that that the uh, not allowing felons to vote or uh, own a gun or whatever, it's kind of unconstitutional. What? Like it's it's, it's, are you, it's, it's when you have when you have a third of the population in prison and and then tell a third of the population they can't vote. There's a problem, no? Well, first oh, of all, it's a huge problem. They shouldn't have a gun while they're in prison, that's for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They, <laughs> it's a huge problem. It's disenfranchised. I can't remember the stat, but it was an insane number of people have been disenfranchised because of these laws uh, about being a felon. It, it, it's fucking crazy. You know, they still count prisons and such, uh, you know, when they're allocating uh, representation they count as people then i mean it, it's it's pretty horrific i mean the the size of our carceral state is fucking warping and they american can't politics vote when they so get out way. no, no if some, you're a, if some you're a felon can. you can't you're, you're yeah. felon, you can. it's it's fucked up but listen you're 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 a, you're a sizable part of the population you should be represented there you're f- by, by that john means you're very tall you're you're fucked when you get out of prison in all sorts of ways. If you're a sex offender, which doesn't necessarily even mean like you know a child molester, you can't live. Yeah. Na- like there's all these places. There's Miami. I I think it's Miami. There's like basically one place in Miami Metro that you can live, and it's basically under a bridge. I mean, it's you believe up. we're in a sex panic, isn't that true? I 
I think we're in a moral panic right now. I think we've had, we, I think we had a you know moral panic in the eighties. This one's a liberal moral panic. Is the eighties one was a conservative moral panic about daycare, child abuse, cursing sa- on anthrax, satan- albums. yes, satanic panic. Yeah. I think we've been living through another liberal moral panic the fa- past few years. Right, well, like uh, anything sexual is immediately you should be uh, thrown into an abyss. And uh, yeah, it's about. weird. It's like well. We'll have like uh, people that are otherwise enlightened and not, you know, crazy about the prison state. There'll be something like so and so was accused, a uh, teacher was accused of having sex with a 16 year old, and people like throw that motherfucker in jail, lock away the key. And it's just like, you know, this is sex offenders are a huge part, uh, a huge part of the growth of the carceral state. I, I, dude, I was if sex I, offended. I know. Mario was uh, raped by a 14-year-old woman. He was uh, No, she was 18. <laughs> I was 14. <laughs> and, and I loved it to this right, day. Right, you're not I complaining, right? Oh, that's every boy's dream is to have sex with their English teacher when they're 17 years old. Are you kidding me? Thank you. According She's to make me conjugate verbs. <laughs> I'm just here to say... Connor she likes wasn't my teacher. She was rape. my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Italian. All right, let's move on with the news. Right, sorry, Tommy. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> according to reports, <laughs> according to reports, the slick-fingered sandwich peddler has <laughs> alliteration has spent the last three months binge eating while his fellow inmates have taunted him. According to TRNN prison sources. Jared's breakfast usually consists of frosted flakes with fruit or oatmeal with cake. And now it's Cox. Appa- apparently he loves cake day in a dining hall twice a week, and he buys honey buns in- by the box. Well, listen, what's this the just point? just makes me pity him. What's the- yeah, what's the point? I mean, it's all over. Your life is ruined. You're in jail. Now it's time to pig out. Fuck it. Who gives a shit about being skinny? Who That's gives what a really makes fuck? him happy. You want to make yourself at least attractive. In right. my well, In my view. Thank you. But, uh, this, as well as other pastries in the commissary on his it's weekly just... shopping day, added the insider. He's been known to eat the entire box of eight in one sitting. <laughs> There's a boxes of pastries. They, uh, you know, I've yeah, what kind of prison? I don't have this right. in my in, in my pantry. Right. Listen, I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, maybe I should just go to jail. Maybe I should just get locked up. <laughs> I won't have to make the bed. Nobody be yelling at me. I haven't had a, I haven't had a honey bun since kids. I was like five. <laughs> I won't have to mop the kitchen today. Quote, Jared is reportedly taunted by those who have it out for him, the prison insider states. One of the men called Jared, quote, a dirty child rapist and told him to get the fuck out and not come back, which I don't know how that works. That works. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the prison (laughs) immediately. All in all, all, a public... A poetic result for uh, what remains a terrible story for literally everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget about the kids here. Yeah, Fogel, who made millions off his and the sandwiches off the weight he lost eating for Subway, admitted his pedophilia on tape and was ultimately convicted of having sex with two minors and possession of child pornography. Yeah, man, he, Dan, he, he, Dan Dara is saying though it's actually better because Jared's parents fit better now because they took all of the children out of them. The, the youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> Did he save his God, clothing? Dan. Is he getting fat again? Is that what's happening? Brian Musical offended by Dan Dara's comments. You know the whole subway story. I don't was, like kid touching. But man, he's one drummer. Go ahead, Connor. What's what's that? That whole thing. I didn't know this till recently. Apparently, other people knew this. The whole subway story about how he like walked the local subway. It's bullshit. I saw where he lived. He lived in a dorm that was off campus, mm-hmm. and it was literally in a shopping plaza over a subway. So he basically got off his ass, walked downstairs, 
and yeah. got a Subway sandwich. Are you right telling is. me the Subway people have been lying to the me all Subway the time? Subway people <laughs> have, <laughs> they, have, they have some sort of agenda? Uh, I, Con- I, Connor yeah. stopped worrying about consumerism a long time ago. He's, right. he's sucking down the Subway sandwiches right. like there's no it, tomorrow. Every, oh, everybody knows. Sandwiches. Also, no, no. Everybody knows Blimpies is far more supreme yeah, than Subway. Yeah. Where the hell is, is that? Unless, unless you're a vegetarian. What? There's not a lot around here, Brian. No. There's Blimpies There's Blimpies in Texas. Listen, all those sandwiches are gone. There was a Blimpies in 1988. They're all over Manhattan. You mean McDowell's? That's the Blarney Rock. <laughs> what the fuck is the point of a Subway sandwich store when you live in New York? When you go to any no, deli, exactly. Like fantastic right, 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 right. sandwich. You know what I'm? For seven lo- bucks. Who I've been looking for lately is the uh, there's this guy who has a Philly cheesesteak truck by my job, and he hasn't been there in like a month. And every day I go out and I walk up and down the block looking for him. <laughs> he's got he's like from Philly. Cheese whiz, baby. No, like well, yeah, they have that if you want. They got the I, I uh, prefer the provolone style. <laughs> Thank John's, you. John's running after the truck like that Eddie Murphy bit. I am, and they got this great like <laughs> ice cream bit. John, truck, uh, but I'm Pat, not the ice guy. cream bit, the ice cream cone bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and this finally, the story is out of Washington, Washington State. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the first photo that 43 year old resident of Washington State resident had t- taken with his gun, but apparently it was his last. Reports from Wednesday say a man whose officials say his name was not released fatally shot himself in the face while attempting to take a selfie with what he thought was an unloaded gun. Oh. 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 That's, that's one for the Darwins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Darwin Awards coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> the man's girlfriend, who was with him when the gun went off, told authorities that the pair had taken several selfies with the gun throughout the day. The man unloaded the gun before each photo session and then replaced the bullets when they were done. With just film? Like, how did, what are you talking about? Does the guy put the thing in, the, in a selfie stick? For what reasons? I don't get it. It's a dum-dum. Yeah, but no, I don't understand the, the thinking behind it. Well, it's, it's, he's a dum-dum. But you take a picture, you're going to shoot yourself. There he was forgot. no thinking behind it. He well, there was a flash drive in the chamber. <laughs> but before the final photograph, he apparently <laughs> left one bullet inside the chamber. The man's girlfriend... Did he mow? <laughs> oh, boy. ...was with him when he died, and Saget County's Sheriff Office Chief of Patrol, Chad Clark, told Tiernan, police are investigating his death as accidental. That's one for America's Funniest Home Videos. It occurred in yeah. Bob Saget County. Yeah. Right. Him and, uh, his him name and wasn't right. like Chiefy Bullet Guy. No, I don't make these names up. <laughs> the, Washington man, the Washington man is not the first to accidentally shoot himself while taking a selfie, or even the first to do, die doing so. He pulled a bud. Last fall, a 19-year-old from Houston uh, died He's taking p- pictures of himself with a gun and posting them on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, he too uh, ta- uh, thought the gun was unloaded when he held it to his head for a photo and inadvertently blew his brains out. Is that Christopher Walken? Uh, it has been reported that more people die while attempting to take selfies than with shark attacks. Holy smoke. I mean, now, now <laughs> de- de- death is not to be celebrated. Uh, are okay? you saying that the people who, are d- these... who take selfies with uh, during a shark attack are right, less likely right? to die? That's where I'm going. Right, right, right. Uh, right. And like I said, death isn't to be celebrated, but can. <laughs> is, it, is it the strong surviving here? Yeah, it's a Darwinism <laughs> award, <laughs> for sure. And also, more importantly, that's the news. That's the news. That's the news. I've taken, like, thousands of selfies of sharks. Nothing ever happened. We should start a, we should start a death metal photo sharing service called Pentagram. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a really brilliant... Uh, the moment of genius. Where'd that come from? That was so good. I'm fucking Pentagram. brilliant. Yeah, yes. I'm giving this shit away for free. <laughs> for free. I'm a fucking legend. You can't just podcast this. It cost me a lot. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you, Tommy Rockstar, thank for the you. news. Excellent yeah, job. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Let's wow. move on. And Ryan has a game for us this week. Uh, Connor, I don't know if game. you know, every week Ryan comes up with a game for us. We don't know what it's going to be. And uh, it's a quick trivia game, and we'll be done in, in a flash. You won't even know it even happened. And now, 
from a barrage in Queens, New York, it's time to play The Ryan Game, where we expose these smartasses for the dumbasses they really are. <laughs> Here's your host. Thank you, Elliot Turt- Turton. I love that, dude. Turton's so good. You would know him, Connor, as a dude guy man bro on the forum or something. Guy from ten, uh, Kentucky. Man bro. Really yeah, nice bro. guy yeah. in a band called Trophy Wives. And uh, oh, used, to, used right. to be in wax Trophy Wives. Wax oh, Eater. I, actually, I didn't know he was in Trophy Wives. He he was. He I was thought the, he was a Wax Eater. All right. And both. All right. Yep, well, trophy he was. Wives tried uh-huh. to kill him. They tried to electrocute him. He's what? not in Trophy Wives. Yeah, he got electrocuted and died and oh, came back to Oh, that. oh. I That's just, not even a joke. I would just like to say now that I'm Sorry, com- Elliot. completely drunk, I love every single one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, Tommy. We love you too, <laughs> man. Tommy, Tommy, have you have you not been to sleep since last night's no, Chooch Fest? Not at all. <laughs> really? I knew it. You didn't I knew sleep? It. Come on, hopped up on meds and lewds and Oh, dear. Oh, dear. You should have come oh, with man. me to McSorley's last night. Lewds? I don't know. In my pocket. <laughs> In 1975. <laughs> <laughs> he he thought it was a Pepto. He bought him at Blimpy. He had a time machine in his... I found a time capsule in his backyard. <laughs> time out. Time out. Tommy, you haven't been to sleep since last night? No, <laughs> He's not kidding. Oh, well, why did you say that in the first place? I'm cracked out of my fucking mind, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Dude, this life of a rock star breathe. is not easy. I didn't know there was Toots Garutskis at that party. <laughs> I, don't, I don't Toots. <laughs> Fuck that shit. But I will say I drove Tim fucking home to uh, to the hotel last night. Oh, that's you good. Well, uh, that's you you, you deweed him home? I deweed him home. Oh, that's good. What's that, Ryan? Do you fellas know where I could score some goofballs? <laughs> <laughs> What's this that you guys all went out without me last night? Mario, where the fuck were you, you were last invited. Everyone was invited. This, this wasn't invitational. Here, Connor. This <laughs> is how far away I am from everybody. Every, Here's my normal seat. I didn't think I'd You're the pro. I how saw c- you took a selfie. Am I in that selfie? You're no. the selfie. Of course not. I, I, no, I took a selfie with Mario. We'll do more okay. later. Listen, you, Mario, I have a you, coupon here. You cannot not be invited to Stu Nod Coupon. I have a coupon for a free beer at the at his bar here. At the what's his name? Who? Let's move on oh, with the game. Where were you guys at? At Manitoba's. Manitoba's. I have a coupon for a free beer. I gave it. <laughs> he, he really does. I, I contributed to his Indiegogo campaign. I will say this: that, that if Stu, if Stu Nod Fest did not happen last night, I don't and, have a smartphone, and there wasn't twenty five of us there, there would be no one in Manitoba's. <laughs> right. Empty. That bar would have been right. dead right. shit. Right. Right. Dead. Right. Right. They actually they, they didn't have a bartender last night. <laughs> they had yeah. to go for a bartender. I got to give Tim credit, man. Like if I showed up in Portland, they like one person would show up. He got twenty five people to show up. Awesome. Well, it's it's Dean, Facebook. Dean Rispler, who is in the Dictators yep. as the bass player, he's the Sunad father. Was like Sunad <laughs> father posting <laughs> in the stu- in the Sunad fest, and he's like, uh, Manitoba doesn't have a bartender. Him and his wife are arguing, and he's serendip. He's taking like secret pictures. <laughs> <laughs> of so them good. fighting yeah, yeah, yeah. in the apartment <laughs> like two hours before we met up was great. <laughs> He's got a hot wife. Yeah, yeah. does he really? Yeah. Uh, whatever. Manitoba's that that used to be kind of an old divide. There was all, some great all you shows. Guys got hot I can't believe he came up with the twenty six dollars that came that keep that place open. What a dump! <laughs> and I contributed a third of it. The funniest thing well, was watching my friend trying to swipe his credit card in the photo booth. Like, oh are you boy. kidding? Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> and we found the cash. Took like twenty minutes to find where the cash. That's slot what was. he called that. One of those swiping machines. <laughs> skimmer. Right, who was it? Was, it was, with Nate, Nate, Nate Donlin. Skimmer. All right, Ryan. I'm sorry. Ryan, yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan. Just another <laughs> slighted night. For Let's now. play a game called Five Seconds. We played it before, and it was, I think it was fun last time we did this, right? It's I always fun. It, it, Ryan, in heaven? Simple Enjoy enough. That. In heaven? What? Five what? seconds in heaven? Uh, Let's okay. go. Me and you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. Kisses, uh, uh, Mario, do you want to keep he- score for me? Heads, I heads. got sodomized myself last night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Mario, yeah. keep scoring. Yeah. You notice that's always said about the photo booth, right? Yeah. 
I, I always play with sticks. <laughs> I got sodomized myself yesterday. <laughs> All right, Mary, you keep scoring your coupon for a free beer. Yep. Connor, you having a good time I, over I'll there? Oh, yeah, I'm having a good time. Good. And if people were That's more Brendan. frugal, they like to call me cheap, but if people were more frugal, that is the key to saving the world. Don't By the way, surrealism uh, is running rampant. I, and surrealism? I'm making this announcement now. Um, it's now $5 a man since you're voting for Hillary Clinton. I've I gone. <laughs> listen, I'm go- I've gone completely corporate. Poker is not free anymore. Your socialist utopia oh, poker game is now defunct. Oh, shit. There is no more. It's $5 a person Sean, walking in the door. Sean. No, there's no argument. One, I am voting for Bernie. Two. Oh, did Mary oh, just I am come to the That's, that's how you get him I'm to not change. in a swing state. I don't care. <laughs> he is the best. I'm, not, I'm just a shill in your card game. So I'm a prop. <laughs> you should be paying me to play here every week. Well, he's on a swing set. You could say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I got right. a super pack, and I'm going to put it up your ass. And you Keeping should, score. And you should be paying me the full amount for the new console since you destroyed the last one. I believe one. I owe you $13, sir. I'm not right. kidding about the $5, man. I'm going to I'm down, John. I'm, I'm down. down. Thank you, Tommy. I'm never paying. By the way, uh, I'm, Don't I'm, care. I'm, I'm very disappointed. Then. Frankie Masmith was supposed to call in tonight. Bye. If he didn't call in, he's coming to play poker, I heard. Wait, no, he was on a job. Okay. Yeah. He's he plumbing underneath right, the he's, sewers. He's got OT tonight. He's on a job. Mm-hmm. All right, so f- the game's called Five Seconds. I play the first five seconds of a song, and when you know it, just shout it out. All right. Oh, Simple as that. Sounds like a Kiss song. I hate this game. Here's the I like first it. one. I got all my volumes up. Are you? Uh... Yeah. Oh, here you go. Yeah, tape. Sound of silence. Wait, you want to start over? Uh, yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Damn it. Go ahead. P- turn it up. You're up. Oh, uh, I, let's uh, talk about sex. Wait, explain the rules. Explain the rules. I know you got soul. It's Eric B and Rakim. Pat got it. Pat got it. Wait, wait, wait. Explain the rules to the audience so we know. Name that tune. I'll name the. I'll play the first. Walsh nailed it. Yeah, we know that. Because you stole it. I'll play the first five seconds of a song, and you got to tell me what song it is. And we're all going out. Whoever gets it yells it out. Okay. Just yell it out. Okay. Okay, is it is the artist enough, or do we need the song title? No, I just need just the song. song. Just, just the song. Just the song. Take forever. We do artists too. Okay. Yeah. Calm down. Hey, uh, man. Uh, no. Oh, Brian. Gallows Paul. Gallows Paul. I got it. Yeah. Mary, you're taking score, right? Yes, I am. Take me to the gallows. Hey, man. Hey, man. Is the next one? I think I saw your sister coming. Take it easy. <laughs> Riding many miles, you know what I'm saying? Oh, All along oh. the watchtower. Oh, that's a Fugazi song. Shit. What's the song? Oh, damn. If no one can come up with the song, we give Connor the point. Uh, it's right. something from In Hits. Oh. <laughs> Smallpox Champion. Wrong. Oh, is it? No. Shit. No, it's not. No, that, that's that. No, yeah, mer- I thought it was that beginning feedback part. Probably. In on the merch taker. <laughs> it's either in hits or red medicine. One of those. In on the merch maker. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna play it one more time. Ready? Okay. Okay, that wasn't in my head anyway. Chat box, if you know five it. Five corporations. That's, that's not Fugazi. Not no. five corporations. No, it's not. Uh, oh, shit. No dude. idea. You're right. You Carl, Gilbert, Carl, Carl and Reed's Ball? asking, uh, saying magic carpet ride. <laughs> no. Ooh, that's a good, good guess, guess though. So. I edge? know smallpox champion is from in on the kill tech, you boob. Wait, You're Ryan, the boob, Kazuga. Ryan, if we got to guess the, if we gotta guess the song, the you want to tell us the name of the band, maybe? All right. The, I'm just going to say three, two. On the road, can't heat. One. Nope. 
You were right with guys. It's floating boy. Oh, oh. Wow. Cannot believe Wait, the PRF in, Chicago audience did not that get in that. Hits That's also the Spa Castle theme song, by the way. Floating boy, I didn't recognize. Wow. Okay. Here comes the What's next the next one? one? Right. Birthday pony. Close. This is a birthday choochie. Nope. Um, take me out to the ball game. Yeah. No, that's not the name of the song. It's talking baseball. Wrong. Hmm. I d- Beach Boys. Let's take me out to the ball game. No, it's not wrong. Well, that's the. It's the intro to right. <clears throat> California. Well, Green. Mr. Right Burns had done it. The power plant. Talking softball. That's it. Really? Oh, wow. oh well, yeah. Well, I know the original. Thank you. John's the best. Roger Clemmings <laughs> clucking all the while. What's the score uh, down there, Mario? John Houlihan has two and Pat has one. Wait, I didn't get anything for Fugazi on that. No one got that before and, me. Uh, and yeah, I, I, you know, I you, uh, I'm blasting you for not being we Fugazi. We all Fugazi. agreed on song title before I we started to play. Right. Half a point. Half totally a point. Fugazi. Yeah. I should get half a point. He should. One half a point. Let's start uh, redistributing <laughs> the wealth. A waffle point. <laughs> <laughs> a waffle <laughs> <laughs> Waffle this, House this is the, the socialist, right? <laughs> socialist Ryan game. It's going against the vote. Everybody wins. I want free stuff. Waffle House of Pain. <laughs> Waffle right. House is the holy. But we we tried to get Danny Boy from House of Pain to call in on yep. St. Patrick's Day. It's still, wait, wait, it's still, it's not, it's not, it's still mine. Right? I, I wrote yeah. Danny Boy, and he said uh, he's booked for March. But next time, we'll get him in April. Okay. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm booked for St. Patrick's Day. This is Danny Boy from House of Pain. Exactly. Of course, I'm booked. I got another song for you. Ready? Yeah. Here goes. One, two, three, four. Tom Petty. Um, my sister's excellent. You're uh, so bad. Uh, Tommy. Yeah. Nice. Uh, greatest uh, album of all time. Stop talking Wait, through what, it. You're confusing was, the rest of our brains. What was the song? You're, You're so, so bad. bad. I love that album. My sister got <laughs> lucky. Married a yuppie. Help me. Shoot me now. <laughs> oh, he's that. Come he's on, worth. my wife puts Tom Petty radio. No, oh, Mario, step Cyrus off. Bullet in my ass. I got you. Is he on here? Who got an F? Someone got an F in there. Save me. Oh. You're so, so bad. bad. <laughs> you gave ACDC an F? <laughs> yeah. That's when they opened for Rainbow. That was if they he's a moron. He's, yeah, he's a still, late still 70s. Not. That's when ACDC. No, was no, this is the opening act for Rainbow. And the reason it got an F is because I was there to see Richie Blackmore, All and right, nobody knew who ACDC was. Oh, that's just. And ACDC opened up. In retrospect, it was a great show. Yeah, Mario, we've heard this one. And, Go and ahead, Ryan. Ryan, I feel like you're catering to us by like with with, with music nerdum. <laughs> Wait, this is, this is one of my nerdy favorites right here. Ready? Oh my god, Sonic's oh, the witch. Yes! Ah, yeah, this Brian is one point, motherfucker. Ah, this game ah. is getting close. <laughs> All right. Bam! Going. Nice job, Brian. Because she's a witch. I love the Sonic. Right, so next one's for Connor. All right. Ready? I tried to get those Ready. guys on, too. Come on. <laughs> uh, New York Dolls, trash. What? Wow. Yeah, no. After you crapped them. That was quick. He didn't get it right. Oh, he didn't get he it. No, nope. oh, that's not trash. Oh, what was it? Personality crisis. Oh, no. Play Got it again. Personality crisis. I'll play it again. Shh. I couldn't hear. Looking for a kiss. Nope. Stranded in the jungle. Ah. Babylon. Let it play. Maybe it's not the New York Dolls. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, maybe it is not the Dolls. You're taking us MC5? down the track. No, I'm. That's the New York Dolls. I'll, I'll, play, play, one, I'll play one more time. Ah, oh, shit. Off to New York. Oh, it's the dictators. 
Wait. That's a who? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's the New York Dolls. Buster no. Poindexter. It's not Buster either. It's the New York Dolls, I'll tell you that much. Hi. Well, then I should know. Play it one more time. Back it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three. Perfect. Looking for a kiss. <laughs> Two. Vietnamese <laughs> baby. Vietnamese baby. God, the name I'm of sure. that song is Pills. Oh, oh okay. the Pills. How did I know? Also oh, known as okay. Goofballs. Okay. Pills. I love them. Let's take some more pills. Yeah. Pills, yeah. baby. Goofballs. New York yeah. and wearing frills. Yeah. Pills. How do you call your lover boy? Right. Thanks for nothing, Makers Mark. <laughs> One-dimensional band. I'm crapping them, too. Oh, come oh, on. No, I love that. <laughs> crapping them, too. I'm New with York, Connor Kilpatrick. It's a New York institution. There'd be, be no Ramones. I thought they were great on vinyl. <laughs> hey, Ryan, what's next? So, Let's uh, keep them there. I got a few left here. Here's the next one. <laughs> Space trucking. Yes. Nope. The Kinks. Space nope. Space trucking. No, I thought it was that for sure. Oh, shit. Pat. It's not Godzilla, is it? No. Pat Walsh, Deep Purple. Thought. Deep Purple. Um, I want to split the points with you. Get them right. So it is Deep Purple. I thought it was Smoke Space Trucking. Water. Tokyo Tapes. Live Black it. Sabbath. Nope, nope, nope. How's that not <clears throat> Space truck? Yeah, it's I'm with John. <coughs> oh, it's not Space Truck. Mostly because oh, it's another space song. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why it's not Space Truck is because it's a different Because it's, it's not different. <laughs> I, I don't know. Blue Oyster Cults. All right, three. Godzilla. Two. I said that. One. The name of that song is Sex Farm. Oh, oh. Well, they were doing a blue, uh, they were doing a deep purple yeah, uh, yeah, riff. Yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what yeah. a bunch of dummies we are. Yeah, but, but John and I, the music people here uh, with Walsh, no. <laughs> Thanks. No, <laughs> no, no special guest. No special guest. fucking asterisk. <laughs> the music people and Walsh. <laughs> Ham and Edgar. With, um,. Ham and Egger, he said, everyone. Egger. We heard... We it's the heard, N-word. We heard... Oh, I said Egger. Go ahead. <laughs> we heard... Oh, God. Who am I, Mario? I'm, just, you know, I'm making sure that the yes, audience... Yes, you are. Let's, you, let's move on with the game. Hear you're, your slurry speech. You're a Ham and Dave Egger. <laughs> you, should, you should be ashamed to be referred as the indie rock expert of... I never claimed uh, to got, be that. Some New York Times reporter. Right. Right. Got two maniacs on the fucking mic tonight. Come yeah. on, guys. Go vote for Take Hillary it easy Clinton. already. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry, Ryan. Here's the next one. S.O.D. No. Oh. Oh, it's like the Scorps or uh, yes. Judas Priest. Priest or something. I'm out Transformer. <laughs> That's uh, Hocus Focus by Crocus. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's yodeling in the song, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Hocus Pocus. And, <laughs> is it Anvil? <laughs> it's not Anvil. That's a good guess, though. Mm. I, I don't know who is. These guys have been a guest on the show. Oh. Oh, is it? It's a uh, goddamn. Uh, Dan Lilker? It's, it's, it's not SOD? No. It's, it's a nuclear assault? Do we have SOD on the show? Well, sort of. No. no. It's not nuke? Well. It's, it's Crocus. I know it's Crocus. It's not Crocus. Hmm. <laughs> oh, it's the Grifters. No, no, no. <laughs> What's your favorite Crocus tape? You want the old Crocus? It's Emerson Lincoln Palmer. Yeah. Oh, is my it? favorite president, oh, Emerson Lincoln Palmer. <laughs> Lincoln Palmer. Then, three, two, one. The Give. name of that song is Kill the Words by DRI. Oh, oh, I knew it. Again, if Hairdo was here, he'd punch yep. all of us in the yep. back of our heads. Yep. Yep. Knowing we, that, I should know that. When you said we had him on the air, I Blue thought DRI, DRI, but I didn't. 
It's what? Dirty Rotten Nibbles was from Texas, man. I don't even know. Dirty Rotten Nibbles, the, 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 the mosh, the mosh, the mosh guy? icon guy? No. Oh, I Never. will send you a tape. I'll, I'll give you a best start. Dirty Rotten Nibbles. And you're coming to me live. See the Patrick right there, the mosh icon From the barrage. From the barrage. We're getting drunk in the barrage. Live from the barrage. One of the most quintessential thrashcore hardcore bands. They're from Texas. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. This is D-R-I. <laughs> Dirt. Stop, you idiot. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know if I heard that before. That's so good. good. They showed up here at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon oh, drunk. It's I'm so like, hey, good. guys, let's, let's, let's turn the mics on and do so some good. IDs. Yeah, Mike, well, who is here? Mike, all, oh, was One, there? two, three, four. This is D-R-I. <laughs> Dirty Rod. That's the mellow one. <laughs> I saw him as recently as like 40 years ago, and they're still on fire. Nope. I saw him like uh, less than a year ago. Actually, actually, oh, that's right. In Queens. Right. Queens, Queens Boulevard. Right, 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 right. They're actually making new music yeah, now. Yep. New, and they're still great. Can't wait to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's next, Ryan? First time in 35 <laughs> years. All right. All right. Here we go. Another one. Staying at home. Waiting for you. Oh, buddy. Pegasus. Pegasus. Pegasu. I called it. Nope. What? Buddy Holly. That's not Peggy Sue? That's not Peggy, that's not Peggy Sue. All I want to do is be with you. No. Splish splash, I was taking a bath. Come on, friend. No, Peggy um, Sue. Um, really? Ooh, is that is that Ready Teddy? Nope. I'm ready by Buddy Holly. <laughs> I'm ready. Yes indeed for Teddy. Come on, smoke some weed. I'm Ryan, this is like this is a game of songs you don't know. Walsh is like he's like up in his head. He's distraught over not knowing. Pat's got to be going nuts right now. How do you not know this, Pat? Oh boy, oh boy, yes indeed, oh boy, oh boy. It's on the tip. Wait, 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 wait. Walsh almost has it. No, Walsh is fucked. No, two, one. I'm looking for someone to love. Oh, oh. it really, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Really, <laughs> this is a good game, Ryan. You're, you're, you're doing good here. I like the contestants are turning on the host. <laughs> this is very tight. It's a political revolution. It's a good game. I got at least three more. Okay, we'll keep it coming, man. Three, three is good. I do whatever I got. We got eight minutes before we're right. turned off by Boss Man Neutron. <laughs> right. Well, it's, we like that. Well, every question turns into a three-minute discussion, so we should be okay. <laughs> So, it's, a political, right. it's a political episode. That's it. Here we go. Next one. Oh, oh green oh, onions. Yeah. Yeah. Pack we out. all said at the same time. Pack was in the first no, place. I think I won. Yeah. Pack Pack all right, we'll give it to Walsh. Pat has tied John Houlihan for the lead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Okie doke. All righty. That's how it works, evidently. <laughs> okay, got another one. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Um, um, fucking, I can never remember the songs. Mm-hmm. Into the Void. Yeah. Into the Void? Yeah! yeah. Oh, right on the tip of my tongue. I can sing. I know the lyrics. Is that, wait. Do I get a point for knowing the lyrics? Suck a dick. God. Into the Voids up your ass. <laughs> All right, God. So that puts John ahead. So uh, here's no the last pun. one. If it ends up in a tie, then I'm just going to have to go into, <laughs> into my the iTunes. tree void. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carlin. Oh. Into the void. Dobies. Sorry. Thank you, Dobies. Into the void. <laughs> <laughs> this show isn't just the people in the studio, Brennan. Right. It's people from Bre- all of <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> yep. You're Brennan. Yeah, Bre- you're Brendan. That's my party name, Brendan. <laughs> all, right, all right there, uh, Colin. Australia, <laughs> Greenland, everybody's checking it. I have a listener in Thessaloniki Creek tonight. Here's the last one. 
Oh, oh uh, award tour. Oh, oh, damn it. Oh. With the tie. Damn you and your fast thinking non Keep it playing. This Who is looking it? like John and Pat's going to take away the lead here. <laughs> Who got it? I'm going to go into my I iTunes. Me and Pat are tied. We're on a world tour okay. with Pat Walsh, my man. Pat we're on a warp tour. are tied for the tiebreaker. <laughs> hey, it's Frankie for the warp tours. L-A-D-C. What else is there? We're on a warp <laughs> tour with Tommy Rockstar. Tommy Rockstar. Tokyo. <laughs> Don't try and peek at my phone. With, I'm, no, with, I with Muhammad, my man. With Muhammad, my man. Don't Can we have some get, uh, gifts for our parting guests? Here we go. Bella. I don't know the fucking song title. Funky Drummer? Nope. Marky Mark. It's Tommy, me and Pat, Tommy, I think. Well, I know, I know for a fact it's Edwin Starr, but I don't know the fucking song. You're not in the game. Yeah, you're out. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Tiebreaker, my friend. <laughs> it's just these two. It's me and Pat, you oh, but imbeciles. Uh, by the way, Brian. <laughs> oh, boy. Very good. I got nothing, Ryan. I, I've heard the song, but I can't. I, I know it. Yeah, it's time. one of those yeah, songs everybody's what, heard. But what, Ryan, was I correct? Was I correct in the artist? Yeah. See? Feet don't fail me now. The association, duh. I got nothing. Oh, wait. Rock on. You're not doing that. It's between John and I. It's Dance to the Music by Edwin Starr. Yeah, but you're not supposed to be doing that. I can't count that. I thought it was over. Uh, the We're name trying to tell you for the last 10 minutes that you're not in the game. Okay. But you're not listening because you're from J- New Jersey and you're thick. <laughs> Brian, Stop it. Brian, the mariofication of Brian. <laughs> Chris Christie thinks he's still the, he thinks he's the president. Chris Christie's a great man. Chris Christie's Whoa. starving. What's wrong with Chris Christie? He's a fucking awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I, I like that. seeing him standing behind Donald Trump. He, he is so wonderful. he is so cooked. The okay, so the name he of that sucks. song was he fucking sucks as big as his ass. Twenty five miles. Okay. All right, here's another tiebreaker. You guys know we were in the New York Times last week, right? That is uh, higher ground. Oh, that's so easy. <laughs> you got me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pat, it was a pleasure playing with you. Absolute pleasure, John. John Houlihan. Right, Could have went either months. way. I'll see you all next week. <laughs> the route is over. That's Ryan. I've won. It's you been like six won. months. I used to kick ass in this game. People. Thank you, Connor Kilpatrick. Ryan, from that was a Jacobin Magazine. Connor, do you have any uh, thing to plug? You want to talk about any? Uh, Go to Jacobin Magazine. That's jacobinmag.com and subscribe. Our issues are fantastic. Fourteen ninety-five. Fourteen. That any any working man can afford yeah, wh- that. What's, what's your wife's? If you don't mind, what's your wife's book's name? Class War: The Privatization of Childhood by Megan Erickson with Verso Books. You can order on Amazon.com. Class War by Megan Erickson. Check it out. Checking it Check out. Check it out. Thank you so and much for being here, Connor. I really appreciate you coming out there. There's, I know it's like kind of last minute, and uh, you know, but I, you know, it's super awesome to have you. It is. It is. It was great being here. You made me study. You made me go back to my roots. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> and you still lost. I did not lose. There are no losers here. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in live from the Rush. For God's sakes, go to iTunes and subscribe to the freaking podcast and rate it. I'd like to point out that. something, John. We won't see them next week. No, there's no next week. But the next following week, week is out. The following week. It's seen time. I'll be schwitzing with Mario in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Or, well, no, we won't. So, later. See Talk you. to you.